I want to steam at the beach bum tanning on Bell Boulevard. No. <laughs> Fireball. Sir. Listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to us. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Pups. Yo, Kev. I've only come out with nothing. Time to six. Go punks yourself. My oozy of ooze. Nobody wants ooze. anything to ooze. You can tell by the way that I wear my pants. Um, Saturday Night Fever. Man, no time to practice. Let's do the news. That's the news. And that's the news. <laughs> you wrong Tron, bro. <laughs> Correct Tron, bro. Oh. The Ryan game. Let's move on with the game. Thunderbolt. Tilt a Swinton, Dan. It's all day. My drawings. It's Friday night, and I'm in fucking Queens. All right, everybody, and we're all in Queens, and it is Friday night, and you're listening to Live from the Broad here on Radio No. Mario, why are you sitting next to me, please? He's wondering. You told me that Mike was going to take the end. Your brother's in there. (laughs) I don't want to sit next to my brother. That's uncomfortable. How are you? can't more than this. Oh, man. I can't uh, stand. Oh, what a crew. Uh, <laughs> what a crew. Mario's like... crew. Look, Mario, you, you can't handle that microphone. I can't man. reach Ryan's You can't even reach. He's like, like six feet in the like air. You're the, like one of the wee people. Get him a there. phone book. Uh, hey, it's live from the broadcast on Radio Nope. I'm here with Pete and Mario. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Hello, and John. we're back again. Thank you, Tree Voight and preemptive, stri- pre- oh, oh. strike. And uh, what you could hear before our show... Every Friday night, as Mary, you struggling with the microphone is like making me nuts. Go ahead. He's adjusting it. It's it's really, you know, I sat here for like three hours preparing for the show, and I had this get these guys walk in. All right, all right, How you doing, Mary? I just called the emergency nine one one with my butt. Emergency nine one one. Did you hear that? No, you like, called nine one one. Hello, is that an emergency? I keep hearing. I'm like, who's talking? Oh to God. I know. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Don't call nine one one when as soon as you got in here, you called nine one one. I I was I felt uh, threatened. Did you answer the lady or no, person? I hung up and I was oh, oh, that's great. Oh, that's God. just freaking great. No trouble here, ma'am. <laughs> Pete, are you on the right right hey, mic? Hello, hello. What I don't hear we? you that well. Hello there. Uh, we'll right. Try it again. One more time. Uh, there right, we there go. There we go. Nice now I got you. Punchy. <sighs> oh, so we should get raided anytime soon. Yeah. That'll be cool. What a week. Our You're man, serious, right? You're man. not doing shtick? You just called 911? No, it happens from time to time. It's happened before. They don't follow up. <laughs> it's a joke. Let's see. Oh, that's just old Mario. That's him again. <laughs> Befuddled. They know you. They know you down at the 911. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they know that. the number. What's my last call? Uh, let me look at this phone, if you can call it that. What is it? It says, emergency call 911. <laughs> Here are Mario's calls before that. Vida QMA, E-Cell, Soccer Ben, 508. My assistant coach? And you, you keep calling, like, my wife and thinking you're calling me. You guys just stop. Just My wife. Disconnect. I'm just going to block him, right? Come on. I love your wife. Mm. Can I speak to my wife? Right to voicemail. Oh, my God. If you're just tuning in for the first time, sorry, I apologize for my <laughs> grandfather, Mario, who still Wandering thinks around. the my wife thing is funny. Even though it's like the worst <laughs> a Borat cool, accent Borat. ever. And speaking of Borat, I did. You know what I saw last night was the Queen movie. Oh, what'd you think? 
Uh, oh. I have some opinions on the Queen movie. Is he in Bohemian it? Rhapsody? Is he in it? Borat is in it? Well, he was. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be slated Freddie. maybe yeah. to be Freddie Mercury at oh, some man. point, and there were some kind of I don't know what happened. Yeah, he backed out. But he was what not. He was What's the guy's name? Uh, Remy Malik. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Mr. Robot. Malik. I've never seen Mr. Robot. Malik. First season's good. Remy Malik yeah. did a great job. Uh. Is the movie's a, goofy as hell. Is it a concert well, movie or is it a biopic or what is it? It's a, yeah, I guess it's a biopic. Biopic. Right? So it's more behind the <laughs> scenes? A little behind the scenes? It's not just a straight concert? Like, no, it's, no, no, no. It's not a documentary. It's a film. It's a motion picture. About his life. Well, about about Queen. Yeah. Right, it's not you, like, you haven't heard of this movie, Mario? I did. You know what? I, I like Freddie Mercury, but I was never much of a fan growing up. I Were was you afraid. drinking before you got here? I was at Bourbon Street. God I got a $20 damn it. free teacher gift card. I can hear it in your voice. Look at this, Johnny. Teacher gift card. They gave me $20 just to show it um, uh, Great show today. We have electric. <laughs> Who do we got calling in? Oh, my gosh. Dirk? I, that's right. Dirk Waringa. Nowitzki. Dirk Waringa is going to be calling in. Don't and, call him uh, Diggler. He's a, you know, I'm going to turn off your mic. Stop it. Right, why can't I make fun? That's Bourbon you, Street You can't just talk the whole time. It's my right, show. Sorry. And you're drunk from Bourbon Street. <laughs> I won. Where is Bourbon Street? It's on Bourbon Street. It's on Bell Boulevard. Ooh, Bell Boulevard, Bayside, Queens. They had a, first twenty-five teachers get free twenty-dollar gift card. Dude, oh, I showed like up. Fun. And I got my card, and then she's like, <laughs> "I said, well, I gotta run some errands." She goes, "You can't leave." I said, "Look, I'll be back. I'll be back." And I did go back. And <laughs> Soli's in the chat day. box saying, "My wife is the funniest shit in the world." Stop fronting. <laughs> Soli so, also says, "Yeah, baby." Right after that, King of the Castle, Thank King you, of the Steven. Castle. Thank you. So Mario's drunk, and uh, I'm not that drunk. <laughs> Dark Waringa, Waringa is a uh, filmmaker. He's made a film about uh, DB Cooper. If you don't know who DB Cooper is, Wikipedia it right now. Yeah, you got about Google an hour before he calls in at nine o'clock. If you're still with us, Eastern Time. We can't wait to talk to him. I get a million questions for this guy who's made this documentary, and he cool. they they they've claimed to. Have figured out who he is. Yeah. Well, this now DB Cooper was a guy. For those who don't know, in 1971, uh, he skyjacked a Boeing 727 and uh, with a like a fake bomb or you know whatever, and he got uh, oh, he hijacked it. Did they landed? He got parachutes. He made his demands, which was 200k, uh, equivalent to about 1.2 mil Not nowadays. Bad. Not bad. That's right. And uh, my man jumped out of the goddamn plane. In the Pacific Northwest, Northwest somewhere, no one's ever found him, and uh, so there are many people have been claiming to be him, or claim to know who he is. Or but I think him. we actually found out who the guy right might right, actually be. So, yeah. We'll talk to Dirk and find out. Okay. It's going to be a fun conversation. You watched the movie too, right? I did. Yeah, I did. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's several movies. There's a comedy from the with the, what's his name? The DB Cooper Hour. No. <laughs> the Variety Hour. <laughs> Song and Dance Man. Trent Trent Williams is in it. Or what is it? Treat Williams. Treat Williams. <laughs> Trent the substitute. The rooster has come home to nest. <laughs> what? Right. Well. Okay. Okay. That's fine. But uh, we'll be talking to Dirk. At nine nine p.m. Eastern time, nice. which is just about a uh, fifty minutes from now, we're very excited about it. Away. I mean, yeah. I got I got like I, I literally have like you know I don't know eight pages strewn about in uh and uh my big... notes make ju- make about as yeah. much sense as the guy who claims he's TV <laughs> Cooper. It, in the... it looks like it's the Daily Planet from uh, Superman. Here. That's what right. That's, that's yeah. Where are you been, Spider Man? Slinging in webs. <laughs> I need these pictures. Great Caesar's ghost. Great I got a scoop. Caesar's ghost. A deadline to make. It'll be a good time. 
At will. Pat should be coming in. Tommy Rockstar should be coming in. No Ryan today. No Ryan. No Ryan. Ryan. I have an emergency game if you need it, sir. I'm always prepared. I'm like the Cub Scouts. This is Ryan. Ryan doesn't want to tell me, like, why he's not coming. So Ryan goes, would it be okay if I didn't show up? So now it's like on me to ask him why, and I I will never ask why. I'm like, you know, really? Why do you have to know? I'm not it's that just, guy. I don't. I never ask my uh, board Depends members why, man. why yeah. they're not coming. I just say, tell me you're not coming. I yeah, don't want to know why you're not exactly. coming. Exactly. There's people who call in sick to my job. And like, oh, I got the runs. I go, I'm not the boss. I don't give a shit. Well, just, no. just say, you're sick or you're not. That's the go-to, man. I don't care about right. you. Don't. I don't need the excuse. Right. The no student, my students that. do the same thing. I, I don't have my homework. Then they go into the whole story. I was like, I don't want to know why you don't have my homework. Okay, you don't have your homework. <laughs> Sit down. Art homework? Try to bring it tomorrow. They have art homework? They do. They yeah. do. <laughs> wow. What do they have to do it's for It's not homework? always like daily, but I do have it like something I say, this is due in three weeks, and I give them like three different problems, and you have to solve one of them. Well, I'm sure you give them more than three problems. The night before, that's good. No, done. no. You're busy three. giving everyone problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon Street. Teachers appreciate By the way, it, that uh, must be fun. at 930, we're going to push Mario out of a plane. I'll we'll never ever forget. At the age of nine, I was strapped to DB Cooper when he took the flight. That's right. I had a big like, head. I was a Lindbergh giant baby. baby. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be, be a fun show. show. Yeah, electric. Actually, you know his name was not even DB. His name is just Dan Cooper. Well, that's oh. not his name either. Oh, that's a nine one one. There's a knock ah. on the door. It's nine one one. The nine one one people. We're raided. Enter, please. I'm sorry I called. Hold on. Let it me probably is the pigs. Anyone that knocks on my door that's definitely the pigs. It's 911. There's a knock on the door. Oh. It's 911. Hey, Tommy Rockstar thinks he's phone. funny on Instagram, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy. Not too much. We're just doing a radio show. Yeah. Thanks so, for joining us. Here's my partner, Mario. Our, uh, our friend there, John Liu, took it handily, I see. Well, I mean, he was always going to win with uh, Tony on the independence line. I mean, it was not even close. No, it wasn't close. Usually is close, not I was, close. I was wondering why Lou was so calm. He looked like... Well, if you did, if you heard last week's show, which is up on the, the podcast and everything else, uh, John Lou... Uh, he won, right? Uh, yes. Well. State Senate candidate um, called into the show and then came into the show. And then uh, there was a lot of confusion. Yeah. And everyone was going to pull out. Everyone, somehow everyone was mad at me. And uh, then right. Tony called in and, and like hung up on us because you know why, Mario? Well, because he he didn't know what he was getting in for. Wrong. And he thought you were. He thought you, know. you were John Liu talking over him because <laughs> you never stopped fucking talking. And Perfect. he's like, well, if John Liu is going to talk over me the whole time. And it was you. It was you, man. It was, was you. Funny. Screw him. He lost. He's a baby. He's a it was you. I told Lisa. It was that was, Chinese accent you do the whole show. I, I told he, like, like he, 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 <laughs> That guy calls in, and a million people are talking. And by a million people, I mean a million, just you. Thank you. And he's like, I, 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 I I'm going to hang up because, I, 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 you know, we're in there twice. Listen, I can't I sit here and his, listen to John Luther. I, I told his, uh, his uh, manager when she was mad and they were going to pull out, I'm like, listen, we're supporting the Democrat. We want to, uh, this, this is a last minute thing. Tony's going to call. If you want to call back, call. If you want to come in, just have him come in. And basically, well, when yes. they, Listen, when you come into the show, everything goes haywire anyway. So, oh, so it's I, not my fault. And I did go to John Lou's victory party. I do. Oh, did you? At that, at, what was that place at, called? At Monahan's. Monahan's. Listen, <laughs> I went. When, you, when you're on this show. Were you all invited? 
Excuse me. You're in the capacity of a, uh, a journalist, and you shouldn't be attending anyone's party. <laughs> with the Here's my brother, Mike. Mike, are you on the microphone there? Mike. Can you hear yourself? Can you hear me? The mic yep. of can you hear me? Shut up. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. You see, when I'm talking to somebody else, you shouldn't talk. Oh, well, Got it. God damn it. Two, show 257. I'll be like in classroom. Tommy, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? All right. Is this your brother? Yes, it's my brother Mike. You I never met never him? I never met Mike. Nice oh, to meet you. No yeah, way. Nice you, you, you never met Tommy Rockstar? No, no. Nope, I've heard the name plenty of times, but yeah. never met My him. brother never Mike Coolahan, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, thank you. Thank just, you. He just flew in this morning, and boy. Uh, no, wait. Is this the brother out in San Diego with the zoo? Why don't you ask yes, him? Right. He's sitting right there. <laughs> You're looking right at him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm out in San Diego. I just came in uh, early this morning. Oh, welcome. Welcome. Have you ever been in this house before? I uh, grew up in his house. <laughs> <laughs> He's had parties in this yeah. garage many more times than I have. Yes, oh, yeah. Mario. I'm going to raise my hand from now on. <laughs> Good. Uh, for, uh, first of all, Mike, it's great to see you. I did visit Mike too. in San Diego. You know that. And I had a horror. great time. I went to see the Pelican House and everything that he works at. He's the best zookeeper right, in the world. Mike, what is your uh, title at the uh, zoo now? I'm a senior bird keeper. Senior bird nice. keeper. Are Excellent. you the head guy? No, no, no. I, there's loads of people up, up ahead of me. Oh, yeah. well, where yeah. are you on the pecking order? Wow. <laughs> but that's a large zoo. That's probably the nation's largest. Uh, not in size. Uh, the size Bronx is actually the largest. So uh, you're the boss, right? Nope. Uh, <laughs> is it the biggest zoo? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. All these, no. no, we're about a uh, like 150 acres. Wow. Bronx is about 260. So. Is, are you anywhere near the uh, Southern California fires? Now you're here in New York oh, yeah. now visiting, right. but. Uh, no, no, where, where I'm at, uh, it's all up in like L.A. County, yeah, which is still up. another like four to six hours away from me. So yeah, yeah. it's nuts. Right. They evacuated Malibu. Malibu, that's where the yeah. rich people live. That's right. What, what the, was uh, on the today? beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always yeah. like it when the rich the entire people city of Ma- no, that, that's that's a terrible thing to say, Mario. That's awful. There's I hope plenty they don't of middle die, class. but I like when it's plenty of plenty of middle class. You know, you just that's just stupid thing to say. No, no, no. I want the mansions when they fall down the hill in the mudslide. I cheer one for the comrades. Stop. It's, not, I was, it's not funny. I was reading on the way over here that the set of Westworld These are people down. whose yeah. houses yeah. are burning down. All right? You're being a jerk. I'm not talking about the common man in California. My heart goes I don't want Clint Eastwood's house to burn down either. Yeah, Axel Rose lives out there. Listen. Bob Dylan. Dude, Mike D. Helicopter. Yeah. Don't, you watch, don't you ever see The Simpsons? They have so much they don't care. Mm, right. That's What's another house box the dust. All right. Should it, I, I, uh, you know... It just Sorry. ruins the whole show, right? It does not. I think I think I'm, I'm firing you. Reality. I'm <laughs> I'm firing you. Reality. We were always like a birder. Can you not drink before you get here? Is that I possible? Am, I am. I spent an, uh, two hours in BJ's after I drank, so I'm fine. <laughs> you went shopping. Yeah, and I ate some poison cookies. <laughs> you hold it. I forgot what I was saying. Now the guy. Um, yeah. I have a couple things to say. Uh-oh. Yes. First of all, that Queen movie was delightful. Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, so, so go ahead. All right. So when did you see the Queen movie? Oh, this Monday. Oh, sorry, Mike. This is I was supposed Why to don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? <laughs> There's Don Rickles talking to my brother, Mike, telling him to work a zoo. I took his advice and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> always always listen to Don Rickles. And everybody's sucking sand. <laughs> is it sad, Mike, when... Uh, you know, you have birds that live a long time and then they die and stuff, and you get a personal attachment to them and all this kind of. Yeah, that's uh, um, that's the worst part of the job is you know yeah. when, they, when they pass away. But it's part of the job you got to deal with. You so. kind of prepare yourself for it, though. You know it's going to happen. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, but two or three weeks ago we had noted bird expert Mark Marone as a guest we on here. We did, we Animals. did. You remember, Mike? You remember like uh, the store Parrot? What was it called? Parrot World. Parrot World, yes. It was gigantic. Rockville uh, Center. Yeah, that, that Mark Marone was an animal yeah. guy. And it was great because we had an animal guy who brought in zero animals. <laughs> <laughs> it was like if Johnny Carson had Jack Hanna on and you just didn't bring eight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you have a radio show. You could have said he just brought in animals. We could have. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring my cat out and yeah. throw it on his head. Oh, by the way, I have a pelican voices. here and yeah. a couple of eagles. <laughs> I brought an emu if you guys want to let it run around the studio. Mike, <laughs> is the pelican the biggest dick in the avian universe? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No? Well, who's the, what's the biggest jerk bird? Ooh, that's a Parrots. Yeah. Parrots? Specific, really? Specifically cockatoos. Cockatoos are assholes. They think who they Mike, are. Because they can talk back? Yeah, they're a lot. They're they're way too smart for their own good. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, I've been bitten by. Um, yeah, but a pelican will like just eat a parrot and not think anything <laughs> of it. Oh yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Oh, or pelicans are dicks to other birds, not to people. Though. Right, and the parrot's trying to fight out of the pelican's <laughs> yeah. bag had, or whatever that is. I had a pelican eat a duck once in front of Really nice. Oh. Yeah, full, <laughs> oh. full size. Get that duck. out of your. They have that dewlap. That big giant thing yeah, that the they pouch. store. How does the dewlap? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? What's the dewlap? Dewlap. How does that work? I think you're right. At a zoo, when you you've got all these birds there. And then you've got like regular birds that aren't in the zoo who just probably fly over and fly in. Like, do do your birds yeah. ever fly out? They have disappear? a net. Or you guys everything? No, if they're uh, everything's in an aviary that can fly, so it's enclosed. Aviary, but then we right. do have some open area open ones, area, yeah. and we keep their wings trim. Um, but we also provide them with everything they need. They got food, water, right. safe place. You know, yeah. all, all of mine are in outdoor aviaries. But we do have a lot of wild birds that come in yeah. here, and they're like the bane of my existence. Tommy's Egrets and herons. Right. They come in and they make yeah. Yeah. the clipped birds. Don't you they? tag them? Yeah. No, they try to. They just try to steal the food from them. Uh, yeah. No, we don't. We can't legally. We can't do anything. Are you here to it. say that the European starling is a piece of crap? Because <laughs> <laughs> I hope you are. Do you have European starlings over there? We don't. Uh, I haven't actually seen any. We might. They're mostly over here. It doesn't. Raising your hand doesn't work if you raise your hand the entire show. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. What is it? Uh, what is the most incredible bo- bird, and why is it the African hornbill? Come on, that's the great bird. African hornbills are, are pretty cool. Can yeah. you please put your hands in your pockets um, for the rest of the show? <laughs> What, tell us What's about the most, African hornbill. Who They're flies like, the coop which, the most? Who, 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 who escapes the most? Pigeons. Pigeons? Little, little, <laughs> little colorful pigeons from South, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah, you don't are. have to put a net over the flamingos. They're not going anywhere. No, right? no. Are the they flamingos, flightless? Uh, no, they can fly, but we do clip their wings on the flamingos. As oh, well, you do? Too, yeah. How, can they fly, like fly fly? Or oh, just yeah. like, oh, yeah? Oh, yep. They can like go south in the winter and stuff? Um, well, they, you know, they're mostly from Africa or tropical areas, so they don't really migrate in that. But they do fly around for food and um not too long ago, was it last year or so, there was a, a wild flamingo that flew in. It was, well, it wasn't wild, but it flew from somebody's collection and landed in uh, one of the lakes out in San Diego and was just hanging around oh, somebody's wow. collection. for a while. You Talking to my brother Mike, who uh, works at the well, San Diego Zoo. Someone's menagerie. Of <laughs> well, Don Ho has a whole collection of flamingos. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You guys have pe- peacocks over there? Do you ever get sick peacocks, of it? Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm just so sick of bird shit. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I'm out. I just want to go shit, work at literally. Starbucks or something Mike, normal. Are you married? Okay. Cool. Married to his bird, man. No. Do you go out and like look for him? Like, do you do that? Like, uh, I don't. I haven't thing? done much out there in uh, California, but yeah, I used to do it here in New York, go birding oh, all the time. Yeah, I worked for Audubon for a little while. Um, oh, nice. Doing educational trips and I stuff. Took a really nice stuff. tour with Audubon once. Brian yeah. Park. Yeah. I don't. Besides physical facial features, I'm not really seeing a lot of. Similar mannerisms between you and John. You guys, <laughs> what are you studying? That's that's yeah. carefully crafted over many years. Yeah, so yeah. to make sure that that doesn't. Ha- we don't have any overlap. There. We both have beards, <laughs> and neither of is Chinese. Uh, that's about I it. I see you've been doing your homework. Yeah, yeah different uh, pro- proclivities. And <laughs> interesting. We're both swell lookers. <laughs> we both do laundry, and neither of us is Chinese. So this Queen movie. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Oh, I watched it last night, and I, I have a lot of mixed feelings. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 just so formulaic. Is that the right? Is that how you say? It? Yeah, it is. It's very by the books. It's by the numbers. Yeah. It's it's exactly. It's like oh, you know, 
we just lost our singer. Hello, here I am. Yeah, Brian May. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like of creative license. There's nothing. There's no real plot, except like here's the story of Queen, like sanitize. I don't know. And they kind of made Freddie Mercury out to be kind of a dick, which well, a little cocky. He's temperamental. Yeah, but he's not like a dick like that. And the teeth was way out of control. The tooth was way too much. They have this guy with this prosthetic thing in his mouth. That his teeth stick out like ten times the size of Freddie Mercury's. Yeah, but could, you, could you imagine uh, that actor playing without those? It would be awful. You know, no, like he's got, right? Them. But I, I'm saying like shave them down yeah. or something. That was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It was like a cartoon. And in the beginning of the movie, it's like so goofy. You're like, is this like kind of a joke? Right. Uh, I don't know. But the Queen, the Queen songs are great. So yeah. that sucks you back in. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. And the guy who plays Brian May is really spot Brian on. May. Yeah. Like he's it's the spot guy. On. I have a question. How do you think the movie would have went with Sasha Baron Cohen playing the lead role? Well, it's interesting because I've already seen the movie the way it is. And it's hard to imagine him doing it. I, I, I don't know. It would be two different things. This guy, you know, did you, a fantastic job. I know you don't want to give away the plot, but... Listen, spoiler alert. He doesn't make it. <laughs> he gets sick. So, I mean, you know... But, you know, they, they mess with the timeline and stuff. Not that I'm like a, a queen guy who worries right. about the timeline, but then I read about it afterwards. Like, they made it seem like uh, Live Aid was this big, like, like he already uh, knew, like, he had AIDS, and then he did Live yeah. Aid, but he didn't get diagnosed. Well, everyone knows the big part. But, you could, you could, but also, I think about a lot of critics say that, and then you go, well, you know, he could have known himself in his heart because he's feeling terrible. And coughing up blood and stuff without before the diagnosis. I don't, it was it was okay. I give it a uh, B minus. Yeah, that's a good one. B minus, huh? Possibly a B. Uh, definitely don't go see it at the movie. I, you know, just I, it, watch it at home on your couch with your dog in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> straight to video with saying? the remote. No, not straight to video, but uh, you know, I eighteen dollars I paid to go see that thing. Wow, Holy I paid nine dollars. Where? It was a, Where'd oh you go? My God, go Mar IMAX? Mario will never go to a movie in a recliner. I realized last night. I'm like, because you just refuse to pay in his that entire nice. life. That's Why not insane. just treat yourself one time? How about I just buy a seventy inch TV and sit in my recliner? Why don't you just treat yourself one time? I've been to some upscale movie houses in my Stop time, it. sir. I remember back in the vaudeville days, those, <laughs> those houses were grand. Picture house. Those were theater houses. You ever been to uh, Alamo Draft House? One era? ticket, please. No, I have not. Nice. Is that where you went? Uh, no, not for this, but for other times. I'd like one movie token. <laughs> uh, hey, it's Patrick. Yeah. Oh, Patrick? <laughs> One no, stamp, one. please. No, no, two movie tokens. <laughs> My arm is getting tired from making this machine go around. Scots. Who's real? It's a monkey grinder. Organ grinder. <laughs> I yeah, so, I mean, you, I know Pat doesn't like the music of Queen. He's not a yeah, Queen fan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm neither Nah. I like Queen. I'm with Pat mm. on that. But, you know, the movie... I'd you rather, kept I'd wanting it to like do something. I'd rather a little listen more. to the sounds of Mario. Tommy, there was you <laughs> yeah, thought those. it. You thought it, you didn't think it was great, did you? Uh, it was inspiring, and it, uh, you left the movie in an upbeat mood. Did you cry? You, oh, at, uh, you left the movie where at the end the guy dies of AIDS in an upbeat mood. <laughs> well, I was mostly excited. The feel good movie of the yeah, century. Yeah. It's <laughs> like when uh, Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun comes running out with Priscilla Presley, and they're laughing their ass off outside a platoon. Well, the queen. You know, it reminded me how much fun Something it was to rock. Tells me I'm in love. <laughs>
It reminded me how much fun it was to rock, you know, to well, be a musician. Anytime they do these mm. uh, movies now and they remaster these songs and they yeah. just fucking sound huge. Right, right. And whoever did the music um, did a good job of making the live and the studio sound sound Definitely like it was, that. Uh, it was good. It yeah. was Queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was the band. Queen, I yeah, was, I was and getting... they got a singer, uh, a guy from some uh, uh, tribute band. Right, I know the they guy you're talking yeah. about. Killer Queen. They weren't paying mechanical, Queen? so they they uh, to themselves. What they did was mix, like I guess Freddie Mercury's actual vocals with this singer guy's vocals, is and it? maybe a little of the actor's vocals. He's kind of he's the best Filipino Queen cover band. <laughs> the no, best Filipino that's Queen. Journey. Got... That's Journey. <laughs> is it the band Killer Queen? Because they're all over the place now. They're playing everywhere. They're playing. And Bayside? No, the, what we're talking about, what Pat's talking about, is a singer who who does a a Queen, maybe a Broadway thing. That Queen, it's like Queen stamp oh, of approval. Like right. they tried the guy out. And he, he's really good. He's a mean I forget queen. his name. He's been vetted. <laughs> he does a mean Queen. <laughs> you know, one thing they nailed perfectly was the 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 Live Aid. If you because that was only twenty minutes, like they said in the movie. So if you go into YouTube and you watch the Live Aid, it's like. Spot for the spot. last yeah. twenty minutes of the movie is live. It is live. Is live it. it and reenacted. it's reenacted, and it's they don't cut the songs at all. So that's a, that that's was that cool. was I kind of like that yeah. a little bit. But what's mm-hmm. more exciting though is this five was it five or six years later they did the tribute to Freddie Mercury at Wembley, and it's that, just an hour and a half of Radio Gaga. Yeah, like, oh my god, hello love, and that's when hello hey, go Wembley love. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Myers shoehorns his ass into the movie. I thought he was great. I thought oh, he was great. God. Was At he least he wasn't wearing a prosthetic nose. He was. He did, was wearing a prosthetic did he come like, uh, chin. Was enough he, with the Mike Myers and his prosthetic was bit. Was he the guy from the gong show? Did he play himself? He yeah. was a record label owner. He's so annoying. Right. I love Mike Myers. So annoying. Of course you do. You love Green Day and Mike Myers and, and Hillary Clinton. Say, it. The minute uh, you say you hate it, vanilla vanilla ice cream. automatically love it. Oh, I'm so sick of Mike Myers. I should have turned around when Mario said he called 911. I did with my butt. <laughs> my favorite part of the movie was when Mike Myers turned around and he's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Shut up, you dick. Shag me. Suck. Yeah, actually, it still kind of felt like he was in Austin Powers, even though he was a totally different costume. There was a, you know, they snuck in that thing where he's like, oh, no one, he's like the record company guy. He's like, no one will ever listen to Bohemian Rhapsody banging their heads in a car. We're like, oh, okay, I got it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, because well, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> Some show. I don't know. I gotta get the show moving. Exactly. I figure I, I, it's been a half hour for insulting anyone. So you're, sorry, you ca- caught the shrapnel. Live from the broad show. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Call in 718 2716 at the nine o'clock hour. We're gonna have a special guest. Dirk. Dirk. Waringa. Waringa. Sounds like a fake name. And he's a filmmaker. He's made a film about D.B. Cooper. Who He's exposed the actual D.B. Cooper. According to him, we're, I have a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers in this one there, Hooli. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this movie this this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, it's quite enjoyable, I got to say. Yeah, I watched it as well this evening. Mm. I played Spider-Man. It's crazy. I played Red Dead. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was good. You into the Red Dead Redemptions there, Pete? I picked it up for six bucks, man. What, what are you talking about? I brought in a bunch of old stuff. The original one? It was one? like a hundred bucks. No, I returned a bunch of old games uh, I don't play like, anymore. It's pennies on the dollars <laughs> for his old How much for this yeah. Frogger? It came yeah. to six he's bucks. rocking it on PS2. That's when it was good, okay. man. Uh, I got, I got yeah. six Super Mario Worlds. <laughs> he's playing on his fucking Jaguar. Dollar a piece. I got ten cents for an old NBA game. Yeah. Yeah. Ten cents. And didn't I see yeah. on a on an Instagram story the friend of the show Matt Sweeney played guitar on that? Yeah, he did the music on it. You know? uh, I just read yeah. that today Him too. And Daniel, uh, what's his name? Lenoir. Lenoir. Yeah, yeah. Matt Sweeney's all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a worker. But it's fun. That's a good game. Real. Matt Sweeney. 
stack of that cheese. Uh, yeah, he, he posted on Instagram, like, oh, I never had a game, oh, gaming yeah, system. Yeah. Like, someone sent him one. The beefiest for, for one. Working yeah. on the music yeah. for two and a half years. He's like, like, that guy's going to play a video game. No way. No time. No. Hey, speaking of video games, you guys wouldn't believe what happened to me last time you saw me. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So, a- uh, you know. What good. happened? When last was time that? we saw you, you brought, like, like Santa Claus, 500 beers here. I did. And they're still... Yeah, they're no. going to stay there for like 16 years. Nobody <laughs> drinks Bud Lights, but thank you. But pass them over to your guests. Christmas. It's the thought. Be here for the holidays, Let's Johnny. shotgun them. I, uh, no, but when I dropped those off, I went to go and They my... won't drink them, I'm telling you. What, the guests won't drink them? Nah. No. Well, I'll take it back. Get a punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tommy, punch before bowl. you tell your you story, pour, you pour six it was Bud a Lights and noble thing couple you did, twisty straws. Mary, I would have went back to the You go ahead and talk bar. right over me. Whatever you feel like saying, go ahead. What happened to raising your hand? I'm going to split. <laughs> Don't leave, Pat. Please, I love you. Go to the bar. <laughs> mm. Pour me a bourbon and water that DB Cooper would have. There's girls there. So the anyway, too? I, I would have went to that crack bar in town, and I would have just bought it and uh, see what well, you could have got him for like 500 cases of beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they have enough over there. Mm. They're always uh, entertaining guests who come through. Well, we're glad you interrupted everyone for that. Yeah, what was that? Right. Last week. I'm just kidding. Uh, now so everyone's mad. Telling, he was telling a story. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't. Oh. oh, no, I was just saying when I dropped those beers off, um, I went to go say goodbye to you guys, and I left. <laughs> By the way, Tommy dropped the beers off uh, from a plane at 100,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> he parachuted them down to the ground. Exactly. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, everybody knows exactly where those are. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is, alive and well. <laughs> Squirrel suit. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, yeah. Mario, Mario stole a twenty dollar gift certificate from the bar on Bell Boulevard. <laughs> Jumped out of a plane. A poor teacher. <laughs> you absconded. So long, sucker. You absconded with a gift certificate. Hey, you're staying, aren't you? Come back here, man. There he goes. That's a, this is the beginning of like airport security. With you know, yes. after this, because you could just buy a one way ticket for twenty bucks and jump off the plane. I guess back then, nineteen seventy one. Hang out in the airport. And after that, someone's like, "Hey, hey wait a second. It also changed the way the 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 planes were built. That's Did it? Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the the way he exited the plane, they were like, mm. "Well, we're gonna change that." Like, yeah. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna. Make it so we can't open the stairs in flight. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought of that before, Jim. Oh, fuck. Dude, people were smoking on those flights. Of course. Yeah. Smoking way until, like, you know. Tommy, I, on an airplane. I smoked my whole life I never traveling. I wish. Smoking right now. Bonkers. I want to smoke in the movies. We smoked the weed sometimes on the plane. Really? Yeah, we did the cocaine. Oh, it was the <laughs> my kids listen to this show, probably. All right, nothing probably I say probably. is true. It's all conjecture based on all these past people I've met. <laughs> Chopping lines Culminated up. character. Were you in the, on the Mets? Chancellor Farina, if you're listening, none of this is true. <laughs> you're in the Mets charter plane? Were you in the men's room or were you just doing it like in the in the seat? Gary Carter. We were doing it right off each other's bottoms. Gary Carter was very, very well behaved. He sat at the front of the plane and he was he was not involved in the, uh, yeah. in he the just, yeah, debauchery. He, yeah, he just injected coke into his knees. <laughs> he had wings. Yeah, he was a straight dude. Really? Yeah. Gary? Gary Carter? Yeah, yeah. he didn't want anything to do with it. As straight as, as far as his... He was a Boy Scout. Straight edge. Straight edge. He was... Yeah, he's a go. Yeah, he was. A, he Made was the evil. guy, the good guy. And that's what happens. You, he ends up dying of some like you know, yeah. crazy thing, and <laughs> Dwight Gooden's still walking around. Lenny Dykes was still pulling. And nails just got drivers. teeth. Lenny <laughs> Dykes just getting his getting caps. <laughs> Paul polished right now. What if I got paper sleeves for the Bud Lights? Would people drink them then? Paper well, sleeves? here's the thing. Like, I think some people will drink some Bud Lights. 
but I've had Coors Lights for two parties in a row that no one's drank. So, really? Yeah. You still yeah. got them? Oh. I'll give him a good one. No, I think, I think we, I think we, me yeah, and you, like me the, and you yeah, took we, care of one. We put those down. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes be, you don't feel like going up to the shop, you know? It's gotta be nice. <laughs> it's gotta be it's nice when there's nothing left and you're just like, oh, damn yeah, it, I'll it's always good this. to have them. You know. There's a lot of Brooklyn ale in there, too. The problem also with having these is that Mario will show up now and be like, well, He's got beers already, and he'll use that wrong, against wrong. me in his argument First when he's yelling. First of all, I hardly drink. I come here on poker night. I don't drink at all. I no, had one Brooklyn because Tommy was here, and I wanted to toast him and his bride. And it was free. I stopped and listening when you said, the problem is Mario will show up. At <laughs> <laughs> two, at two, Patrick. At <laughs> two, brute. Well, the point of the story is, is that I, I, after I dropped them off, yeah, yeah, you never got to the end of this. It's like the news. I went to go in my car. Now that's Italian. And my car wouldn't start. Oh no! Right out Again. here. Yep. You were out here. Again, yes. Again, for the third time in three weeks, I had to get the car towed. Oh, all something went Island. wrong. What are you driving? Built that car of yours. Ford Same Explorer. One? Yeah, Explorer. Yeah. You had it rebuilt, and then something's wrong. Something's what are wrong. you busy exploring the? Uh, <laughs> exploring, exploring every garage in the fucking <laughs> northeast. <laughs> the service road. Exploring Harry's <laughs> service shop. So why didn't you come back in? We didn't see. You uh, so back. I waited in my car for two hours, waiting for AAA. You didn't come back in here. I was too embarrassed to come in here with my tail between my legs. With the Bud Light. What are you talking about? us for two hours. Mario, be quiet. Let, I, me, let I, me talk. I literally sat there in my car for like an hour and a half just waiting for this guy to show up. And they were like, don't leave the car. With your wife? And uh, no, she bailed. She took an Uber Smart. all the way back to Williamsburg. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to take the, uh, I had to ride in the back of a fucking tow truck or whatever all the way out to Long Island. In the it's back kind of, of a the tow back truck. In the back. Were you hanging on? You were in your own car then. Were you hitched? Yeah. You were sketching. <laughs> the whole point of getting towed is it's fun to ride in the front with the crazy dude. On dude, the bench seat. That happened once in Virginia with Hugo. What do you mean happened once? Where'd you ride in the tow truck? I ro- No, I rode on this, the guy's lap or whatever. The guy, what? On the, side <laughs> of, on the side of the guy. Whatever. Whatever the Wait, side of the guy. Wait a second. The side car? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. The passenger seat. Right. Yeah, so that's not the go. back of the tow truck. Don't no. touch the radio. You rode in the front, the front of the truck. But the car, the car rode in the back. Jesus sorry. Christ. <laughs> you drove in the car being towed? No, but that happened oh. once with Did you. Did your dad cry every night going, I wish I raised a man? <laughs> <laughs> that happened once with Joe and Hugo. Where change a tire. We, got, we were on tour. <laughs> I was talking to Pat. <laughs> <laughs> we were on tour once. All of us. And we called, and they were like, we'll tow your stupid-ass man. Act like a man. But how many of you are there? And we were like, four. And they were like, if there's four, we can't tow you. So I was, we were like, two. And they were like, okay. And then Hugo and Joe hid <laughs> the in the two van. Two of us are wearing rollerblades. <laughs> Hugo and Joe hid in the van, and they put it on a flatbed. But that van had an extended like, like roof. And so when we started driving, we would turn around and look in the rearview mirror, and Joe and Hugo were like in gonna get decapitated by going on the overpasses it was awful dude <laughs> awful yeah. joe and hugo getting decapitated would be horrible yeah. the latex uh, reunion would never be the same like the queen movie <laughs> <laughs> ending tragedy it ends, uh, what it ends you, at the foremost what, tavern yeah. <laughs> it looks like the live aid it's 20 minutes but it's all in the back room of <laughs> chuckles i knew when they played the entire first song i knew we were in for another 20 minutes of live aid uh, i knew it i knew it Point of the story is $1,400 later. <clears throat> Another big fix? Another huge fix for the same problem. This is the, f- the guy. It, he put a starter I've in there. I had my doubts. $1,400 starter? No. It, it my the- curtain calls. <laughs> I guarantee you, you got a shit, cheap shit battery. I've had a fame and hey, fortune and everything exactly that goes with it. Yeah. I thank you all. There, the, in, the, in the last three weeks, I've been to three different mechanics who none of them could figure it out. Every, all of them figure it out. They all talk to each other. And they're like, here he comes. I'm going to send him to you. 
They put in new batteries. Exactly. New, new starters. <laughs> They're impractical jokers. <laughs> Coming in next week. They put in new batteries, new starters, new ignitions, new everything. We sent them over to Sal. <laughs> Nobody can figure out until this one master mechanic out of Long Island. Mechanic on Staten Island. Is, I went straight to Ford. I went to the dealership. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Right? No. Yep. There's your problem. That's, that's why it costs $1,400. Turns out, do you guys remember when that deer hit me this summer? That's when I hit that deer? And you're listening to Live from the Barrage. What's that? Hey, this is Sal from Impractical <laughs> Jokers, and you're listening to Live from the Barrage. <laughs> hey, this is Joe from Impractical Jokers, and you are listening to Live from the Barrage. Nice. Hey, this is Murph from Impractical Murph. Jokers, and you are listening to Live from the Barrage. Hey, this is Q from Impractical Why Jokers, you and you are one? listening to Live from the Barrage. Why do you should say that? You're the fucking best. Thank you so much. What are we saying? It's called Live you're the fucking best. <laughs> so it turns out they're nailing it for the four nice. four IDs in a row. When I hit this deer, okay, now you, <laughs> you go do it again. The, I missed he, the button. He did. He made him do it again. Yes. When I hit this deer, <laughs> guys got balls of steel and all sorts of uh, repair auto body repairs need to happen. You guys remember I went back to uh, Willits Point Junkyard. You guys right, remember right. that? Yeah, yeah, we all remember. I got everything uh, drilled back together. Yeah, Willits Point. Well, turns out that one of these um, quote-unquote mechanics at Willits <clears throat> Point used a, a screw and screwed in my wheel well back to the body. Yeah, you got screwed. And when he did that, that screw went right into the wire harness that <laughs> totally ripped up my entire electrical system mm. and slowly but surely, like a saw, cut it through. And nobody could find it because it was a goddamn screw going through that. And the guy could have put a screw anywhere, Good but it just hap- happened to be right there. <laughs> And that, yeah. after three mechanics, we all figure that out from the Ford dealership. Did, um, nice. There's your problem. You ever get the feeling that like you're the sucker? Did yes. You, yeah. Did you tell the other mechanics about hitting the deer? Or is um, it one of those things like where they like, like like you go to the doctor and yeah. you're complaining about something you're new? You're like I don't know, I put a little tiger bomb on it and then he pulls out a micro cassette recorder. Right, he's, like, he's like the patient finally admitted that he put tiger bomb on it. <laughs> well, you have blood all over the windshield. And he's he's like holding the antler behind his back. I just paid fourteen hundred dollars for a screw removal. Oh my God! You got dude. screwed. You know, yeah. you need Mario in your life. Mario, <laughs> Mario on your side. would have saved you like three grand. Yes, was, I would. He would not put up with that shit. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about him, but he there's no way he doesn't use screws. He uses a chisel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to Bourbon Street tonight and got drunk and came out with a net profit of fifteen dollars. <laughs> you went happen? to a bar and left with fifteen dollars. How does that happen? It's all gravy. Uh, it's all the mystery of the beautiful world of coupons and coupons. following the internet. DB coupons. It's a mystery for everyone. We, uh, <laughs> nine you, o'clock hour, we're going to talk to. Is your kid's inheritance <laughs> like envelopes full of coupons? And, and IOUs. It's a mattress. No, unfortunately, they will have more than they could do with it. No, he just takes. He take, Tell him what you do with your kid's money. Don't make me say it. I put it, it in an account, an yeah. interest bearing account for them. And uh, once in a while, and you, uh, what's, the, what's to, the percent? You take 50%. You no. steal fifty half no, of the money. I'm like right? any agent, ten, ten or ten percent. Agent. Wow. Listen, when your when your parents give your kids money for like college, you take it. Nobody gives them money for college. I got your college parents college. give gave them money for college, cars, whatever. Look, this is what you have. And what'd you do? You, you just take it, right? Put it in your account. The net, the net. You steal from your own children. Grand. It costs you five grand to have the freaking party. Yeah, yeah, sure. Five I grand. Live. Five grand. Roosters on the bay. Whatever it is. If there was no party, you would still take it. A little off the top. Or when they win in bingo. 
God they're, damn. they're minors. They Your kid won the pizza on. eating contest. You took half his money. No, I just took the ten dollar coupon that came. Oh and my cut god! The money. House always wins. Yeah, you just took the. Vig. I took the ten dollar coupon. Well, maybe you're you're there. teaching him important lessons that. Uh... No, there's a vig in life. Oh god! Everybody deserves a little bit. You don't nothing for nothing in this world. Nothing for nothing. The kid won the pizza eating contest on his own. Yeah, I sponsored him. Okay, you might as well have a Saro racing team stamped onto his back. He's your son. It's not like a poker steak. I was a great pizza eater in my time, and now I've passed it on. Boys got nothing learn. to do with you stealing his money. How much was it? He got the hundred bucks. I just took the ten dollar coupon. I, I said to Kevin when I showed up, I said, Kevin, did you even see the hundred bucks? He goes, No. No, he has, <laughs> he has. it. Was a, it was an Amazon? I told your bar. son to get that money. He's got it. I said, don't let this Listen, fucking scumbag steal. 85 still. bucks. <laughs> they got their money in, in, in CDs, interest-bearing accounts. I'm making them money. Believe it. Was it driving you nuts when he was eating the pizza that you could have some of that pizza too? Oh, man. I wanted to do it so bad. First, the pizza eating contest. Now, now this. I was a great champion. Now do you ever feel bad about like me. that you're you know, a bad person? No, I'm actually <laughs> quite a good person. I'm right? Altru- altruistic, they call me. Mm. Why? What, what charities do you get to? No, I'm altruistic in general. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> to people every day in the street. What about me? I never see it. You never bring anything here. It's not about bringing. It's a smile in my face. It's smile? The what? disposition I have. It's the love and the, and the positivity I bring to your life. Holy shit. Wow. It's off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> positivity. You've been showing up lately at the poker game really like cranky and like old like complaining the whole time and then you leave and you get pissed off i'm not breaking your ball i mean so i don't understand i i i don't like to leave at one o'clock but i have three in a row on mondays and tuesdays you and can I, leave whenever you want you I just don't have to spend like the last that. the three hours before that announcing that you're leaving i didn't say that no i said that the other week when they stole my cigarettes and then the following week they poisoned me with with red hot wings live from the broad here on radio and open just about 15 minutes we have a uh, dark moringa here and he's made a movie about db cooper and i have a million questions about db he's coming cooper. in db he's yeah. gonna be calling in he's gonna be calling in he's gonna be calling hey how about that election oh i never told about the party you ra- you've been garage. speaking for 20 minutes you're yeah. raising your hand now <laughs> no i, I we, the party the john lou party pat's gonna strangle you in two it's seconds i can feel it i mentioned the barrage he's just gonna leave so it's at monahan fitzgerald's they don't pay pay for your drinks but they have food and there's a ton of his family everybody there so he finally shows up and I'm waiting by John the John Yeah, he shows up with Lisa and Heather. So <laughs> the people that we talk to who get Stop the parlaying our guests into things. dropping. Anyway, as he comes in, as he, I go up to talk to him at the end, and I'm like, John, John, you know, you're welcome to the barrage anytime for a bud. And he goes, hey, how you doing? He goes, no, I'm, I'm not coming back. John, who are you? John threatened <laughs> to punch me in the teeth. John Lou? No, you. He said that you threatened to punch him in the teeth. No, I didn't. I said, come back anytime. He's not going to punch what anybody. What are you talking about? I did not threaten to I don't punch John Lou. That's, that's a misdemeanor. Listen to the tape. Maybe it was after we were on the I don't air. remember. Uh, at the I, end. I don't really remember listening to the show. I remember both you had your fist up in the air like you had the, like the shot from like we were all What? Like the, like I was going to fight John Lou? When two people were about to punch, you had your, your fist cocked. What I want to know is you're crazy. I got mad. He's doing shtick. No, it's exactly what he said to me. It's exactly what he said to me. But you know what else? <laughs> the interns, all the people that work on this campaign, all these twenty somethings, when they Ooh. when I said to him, I am live from the Rush, they all said, You're from Live from the Rush? He goes, They all listened. There was like twenty of them. Wow. I said, right. You guys could listen every week, you know. No, they won't. They they said that was fantastic. They were like 
They were very up. They were very upbeat about it. So they John, that's show. good. That's good. John Lou won his his. By race. the way, I saw the email you sent today. Oh, we have new listeners in in the same group. Once the guest is over, it's not like a thread that lasts forever. Who did I not, send it to? Not everyone. No, I think I just sent it to you. I think you're wrong. No, you could check that. So John Lou won his race. Yeah. And did anyone hear back from Tony Avella from like did he Tony yeah. Mello make? What's he going to do? He's Call me hiding. and tell me I'm a big piece of shit. I, you know, it's not my fault. It kind of is my fault a little. Not really. I, well, I should have told John Lou to leave or turn his down or turn no. him down or turn everyone's mics down, starting with Mario. But I didn't. <laughs> and what's your status with Paul Graziano right now? I just, I don't know. I was I'm supposed gonna, to go uh, over his house on a Monday, and I don't know what's going on. We'll John's be back. John's got to do a bit of grout work for him. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> silverfish. Live in the garage, radio no.
crap. I just screwed up the whole goddamn show. Whoops. Again. Show 257. I'll get it. Here's like D.B. Cooper flying high again. We'll be back after this. Live from Broadway Radio. Yeah.
Yeah. Come on and join me. That's a... That's, you know, that tribute record is pretty good. Flying again. We're live in the garage here on Radio Nope. We're back on the air. I just want, I wanted to stop. Hey, John, I'm plugging. I'm trying to get your brother to pop into the bar. Oh, where is he? I'm going to uh, put a few pops in. I'm here. A couple of pops like, down. Yeah. I, I did want to tell you guys that I was on New York One this morning. Oh. How'd that oh. work out? As BR? <laughs> Reading the papers? I walked out of the Columbus Circle Station, and this guy's standing there with a camera and a microphone, and he's like, hey, New York One, New York One, who wants to talk? I go, hey, you know, everyone's ignoring me. Hey, hey I'm, I'll be your Huckleberry. I'm a big you know? loud mouth. He's like, <laughs> I'm a big loud mouth. I can't stay away from a microphone. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm really annoying. And I'm like half asleep. He's like, hey, uh, you know, he goes through the whole Trump thing. If, 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 if like, Trump does it, if uh, he's saying that if the uh, asylum seekers don't go through a certain checkpoint of you know, predetermined, legit yeah. port of entry, they won't be. A, so he's like, what do you think of that? I go, I think the whole thing's ridiculous, <laughs> and I think there should be completely open borders. He goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, why? I go, because, you know, why, it, why is it my country and not somebody else's? He goes, all right, thanks. <laughs> I have no idea if cut? it, I don't know if it made the air. Uh, I, I, probably I not. Did yeah. you tell him your name was BR? <laughs> no, he didn't ask. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. I'm like, man. That's, that means you're not in. I tried. I tried the Weissenberger Gambit. Didn't work. <laughs> I got me shocked. Why? I go, as a matter of fact, I, I know it's a. I go. I know it's a, a, a controversial opinion. I'm for completely open border. <laughs> this is at, this is at six o'clock in the morning. Completely <laughs> porous. You're like the only guy who's ever said that to him. <laughs> He's like, what? What? Why? Like, you heard me. <laughs> Listen, you've been picked up by Fox News. And look at this wise. wise I'm wearing cracker. a silkworm sweatshirt and an electrical audio hat. That's the problem with America. Judge, what's her name? Judge Pirio is Judge like, Judy. guys like this. The why problem why would you country. even listen to her? Oh, my God. What's her name? Judge Janine yeah, Pirio. Yeah. Westchester, oh. baby. I I she's, to, a, she's on her fifth husband who's been indicted. You know, get the hell out of here. I watched, judge. I watched Imagine the that, the judge. I she indicts them. <laughs> That's indict, how she gets rid of them. Go indict yourself. I like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know, and maybe Mike could help me. What does the fox Good, say? you. He's a zoo guy. Uh, will you be quiet? I listen. I watch Fox. <laughs> I watch. I watch them on election night because <sighs> I wanted. To you see just asked my brother who works at a zoo, "What does the fox say?" Uh, he did indeed. Don't, don't make me. And then do you it. pretended you didn't and started talking about the news. <laughs> no, I watch Fox News. I like to hear what the fox says. <laughs> I like to. I wanted to see them cry. So uh, how's everybody else doing? Everybody else? You don't have cricket sounds there on the board. <laughs> I do. It's called Mario talking. In just a couple minutes, we're gonna have a. Indictal. <laughs> <laughs> you finally made Pat laugh. <laughs> Why don't you work a zoo and stuff? That make me laugh. Mario, I love you. I think you have great insight, but you just can't talk the entire show. It's not working. I, you're not even trying. <laughs> I'm so close to you, you could actually hit me. I'm I could smell you. I'm scared. Smell you might strike me at any moment. Smell your teeth. Hey, yeah, Rummy. Pat just uh, leaned in and smelled Mario. <laughs> I did it earlier. I got, I got Freddie Mercury teeth. Wasn't sure I got something. <laughs> Hey, I got a question. Since I grew up in this neighborhood and I haven't been back in a couple of years, what yes. the hell happened to Seven Eleven? Oh my God! Don't even get me started. I can't right. walk for milk or bread or cigarettes or anything. I, yeah, it, it, it's not there I, anymore. Yeah, I walked from the train station. I was going for cigarettes, and they were gone. Well, uh, it's been gone for years. The Seven yeah. Eleven closed down, and now there's like some like uh, you know uh, 
Vacocta chicken place up there. I don't know. Nobody ever goes in there. It's like a front. Mike, when was the last yeah. time you were here, like in this area? Uh, right here in Flushing was probably about two years ago. Do you miss okay. New York? Yeah. Uh, yeah, every now and again. What kind of neighborhood do you live in? I mean, it's kind of similar to around here. I live in an apartment in yeah. what they consider a shitty neighborhood called Normal Heights. In an apartment like a schnook, like a nobody. <laughs> like you a stand nobody. in line. Like a, <laughs> did you just try to drink a Coke on a bus and they took uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> my brother Mike, you know, if, if there's a Simpsons reference, he will beat you at it. I, was, I actually I was, did. I got to do a Simpsons trivia. Um, a side job I do out there is I do bar trivia. Nice. And, um, yeah, that's so cool, I, man. I did a Simpsons trivia, but I got into a little hot water with another group of girls who do a Simpsons trivia out there, and oh. they kind of tanked my night. Mm. Like here, yeah. car? No, no. They just... <laughs> Hold on one second. I got a phone Uber. call here. Hey, hey Dirk. I uh, know it's actually Judge Janine's uh, husband. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? He's like a jeweler or Angelo. something. Angelo. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Uh, you know what? What can I say? I'm, I I don't live anywhere near there, so I'm good. <laughs> Where do you live, Dirk? <laughs> um, uh, Dirk, please pronounce your last name for everyone. Thank you. Wearing. Okay, Weiringa. Right. Actually, I before E instead of E before I. Right. But anyway, Weiringa. Um, we're on the phone with Dirk Weiringa. He's a, okay. a filmmaker. He's uh, made a documentary about a DB Cooper and who um, him and the other filmmakers believe to be the actual DB Cooper. Would that be an accurate statement, sir? I uh, absolutely. Right. And now watching this movie, I mean, I got a million questions. I have no idea where to start. If, if for the audience, just quickly, um, I'm sure he could explain it better, but I will because I don't know. Uh, if you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, uh, in 1971 on Thanksgiving Eve, this guy hijacked a plane or skyjacked a Boeing 727. He jumped out of the plane with 200 grand on him after stopping for gas and stuff and uh it's it's a crazy crazy story. They never found him. Legendary. They found some of the money, but uh, as a, you know, it, 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 I mean, it's a legendary story. If you don't know it, you're kind of like you know, what are you doing? It's American lore. So uh, that's my, the way I describe. It. And how, Dirk, how'd you get into the the story of uh of this? And how, was it just a, out of curiosity, or you just kind of fell into your lap, and then you got into it? Oh, it, it absolutely fell into our lap. Uh, we, I've been in book publishing for years and uh, started getting into documentary filmmaking, mostly shorts. And um, we, we have a publishing house, uh, Principia Media, in, in Michigan. And um, anybody who knows anything about publishing, you get a lot of uh, queries from people that you might not want to publish. Yeah. So how, how, you, how you basically weed, weed out the stories is you work through your editors because you figure if somebody's really serious about writing, they're going to actually hire an editor. And so you get to know editors, and editors bring you good leads or sometimes bring you good leads or they bring you bad leads and you're not good. Um, So at any rate, um, got a phone call from one of our editors, and she she said, you're not going to believe this, but um, I've got a manuscript here uh, from a guy that claims to have been the best friend of D.B. Cooper. Right, this would be Charlie, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I go, okay, next time you have something good, uh, give me a call. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at any rate, um, so... Um, You're talking about Carl said, Lauren, who we, also known as, uh, a.k.a. Charlie Brown, is that correct? Uh, yeah, right. and so at any rate, um, she asked me if I would give him a call, 
And I said, okay, I'll give him a call. And uh, Carl Lauren is uh, lives in Florida. He, at the time when I called him, which was <laughs> almost, what's well, going on three years ago now. It's uh, two and nine months ago. Um, anyway, gave Carl a call. And Carl started telling me this story, very affable man, 82 years old at the time, now he's 84, um, and very compelling story, um, but it was a story. <laughs> and of yeah. course, it's, 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 not, it's fiction until you can prove it's, not, it's nonfiction. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, we talked and we talked. As it turns out, my, my publisher slash producer, Vern Jones, he and his wife were vacationing in Florida. And so I said, would you mind swinging by this guy's house? And I said, leave your engine running. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I I, I didn't, because uh, Carl is the kind of person that really goes on and on and on with his story. Oh, yeah. I I, I got that from the movie, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. An affable guy, but he could talk. He could talk. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, the, well, I'll give into more of that. Um, anyway, um, so Vern is a scientist. He, he's um, very much uh, cut and dried. If it's, if it's not true, it's not true. And so he and his wife swung by. Um, he, uh, I, I expected to get a phone call 15, 20 minutes later. And nine hours later, Vern calls me up and he says, he solved the case. <laughs> and, he, and he said, not only do we want to publish this book, we got to do a documentary. He says, load up the gear and head to Florida. <laughs> so right. so now, couple, uh, before yeah, very so, shortly after that, I arrived in Florida, and literally after talking to Carl off and on for a period of time, I realized, he was just going to need to talk and talk and talk and talk. Yep. So what I did was I turned on the camera and I let I said I said, "Where's your favorite spot to sit? Right here. Okay, sit there." Then his wife, I said, "Why don't you sit next to her, Loretta?" Um, and so they sat, and I turned on the camera and I ran the camera for three straight days. Three days, not three hours. Three, three days. days. <laughs> three days. Yeah. And 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 we finally got around to yeah, so so anyway he can talk <laughs> and when, when, now i forgot my question because i'm thinking about him talking okay, okay so 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 at any rate just to, just to complete just to complete the thought to like as a safety net uh the third day Vern flies down and kind of like he's going to save the day and get me the hell out of there right um at, at and what anyway, at what point did um, Vern jump out of the plane to meet you he, pretty much, okay. yeah. But actually, Vern did jump. Uh, there is actually a dive center right next to Carl's property. Did you guys and feel? So Vern did you, did actually you, did jump out of a plane. Did you guys feel? Uh, but, have, have you ever jumped out of a plane? Did you guys feel that you needed to jump I out of a plane? To, <laughs> I don't fly. I don't. I don't fly. Really? I, I'm with you, man. I don't. I, hate I don't it. fly. You don't fly at all. You're like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Uh, except I'm John alive. Madden. Except you're alive and much less successful. Yeah. Oh yeah, but guy. So you don't you you really don't fly at all. You're you're terrified. I I I drive everywhere I go. Wow. Um, and and what's funny about it is my my youngest brother is actually an American Airlines pilot. 
No way. Your brother's a pilot. Doesn't yeah. he tell? Doesn't yeah. he tell you? Uh, but, but it's 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 one of those things you just can't get over, like in your mind that uh, you're just not doing it. And yeah. it's, you're out. And friends and family fly for free. Well, yeah, you're right, and 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 I don't, so he can give it to somebody else. My friend Mario uh, here is very upset about the, the 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 money you're leaving on the table with the free flights. That's right. Listen, you can put a camera on me for three days. I never stop talking. Have you ever flown ever? Uh, yeah, actually, the last flight I took was with Piedmont in 1989, <laughs> and it was actually from Newark to uh, Grand Rapids, and it was in a snowstorm. Wow! And 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 the real tip-off that it was not a good deal was the fact that as I was riding in the plane, the the pilot and the co-pilot both came back to throw up in the in the. Oh toilet. no! Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It was a bad flight. <laughs> I was yeah. on a flight so once it, where the where obviously we made it to the ground. I was on a flight once where we hit turbulence and the stewardess sat down in the jump seat, put a seatbelt on, and said, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> so does it, when you're making a movie like this, and it's all about like this, this not only flying, but jumping out of a, a commercial airliner at 100,000 feet, does it make you anxious just even thinking about it, like while you're doing it and stuff like that? Yeah, actually, I'm a long-term sufferer of panic disorder. Mm. Uh, and, sorry, man. And, okay, I've had it for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, so at any rate... Um, yeah, but no, it, it was it's it's always good to kind of test it a little bit. So I've hung around a lot of drop zones, uh, <laughs> as you probably saw in the footage. Yeah, uh, we we got because in order to tell this story, um, we first of all we didn't want to get into the typical way of telling the story where you start out. Well, we actually did. We started with the Walter Cronkite footage, which yes, by the way, old Walter Walters were. Two hundred dollars a second. So we, have, oh. we have, so, so we kept them to we kept them to fifteen seconds. Two hundred dollars per it, second. I was wondering that when I was watching the movie. How you if it, if you had to pay for the Walter Cronkite ride? Oh, That's a three thousand yeah, dollar yeah, clip. Try, try making a film and not pay for royalty. And I will say this uh, just quickly that the film is beautifully shot. You guys did a great job. It looks it looks fantastic. Thank you. I did notice I that you guys that. looped a lot of music. Is did you guys? Uh, you did you go? How did you handle like the music for the documentary? I was curious about that side note. Um, we 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 did have a couple of songs done originally, uh, but um, uh, at the end, but actually we used um, we used uh, um, Audio Network, which is a uh, uh, a, a, a stock stock uh, uh, they sell stock. Right. Um, Are you a fan of tabla music and sitars and stuff? There seems to be a lot of that in there now that Tommy brought it up. Well, because of how Carl is, he just kind of felt like the music that I put behind him. Yeah. He just kind of felt that way. And and that's where I found that. So, uh, Have you become friends with uh, guys like Carl and stuff in the movies? Oh, Carl and I talk almost every day. He talked, I think I talked to him twice today. Wow. Jeez. Now, also to the, also to the cowboy. When I, when listening to Carl um, on these, if you if you watch the movie, there are these great tapes between Walter and Carl, where Carl is kind of. It seems like Carl is like interviewing Walter, trying to get some something out of him, and uh, mm -hmm. in in kind of a weird way. Like, is there an, is there a motivation there for Carl for Walter to be DB yeah. Cooper? Do you think like in his well, mind? I think uh, I think it's probably helpful to have the backstory to their friendship, right? Uh, the two of them, 
jumped. Uh, actually, both of them were paratroopers. Both were Army uh, 82, uh, 82nd Airborne uh, in the early 1950s. But what what people back in the day went into uh, skydiving or into uh, paratrooping because they thought they were going to jump out of airplanes. But what the military uses paratroopers for is a delivery system of soldiers behind the enemy lines. Right. So, so they didn't really need to jump during the time they were enlisted. So these guys <laughs> would get out of, the, out of the paratroopers, and they're going, we, we enlisted in order to jump out of planes, and we sat and we, you know, polished planes. We didn't yeah. <laughs> jump out. And so closing down a statue in Lubbock, yeah. Texas. <laughs> so, so Carl, so Carl and a friend of his, both of them were from Flint, Michigan. So they went back to Flint, Michigan, er, mid nineteen fifties. Um, he and his friend Art, they started um, actually jumping out of planes at a very small little airport in Saginaw, Michigan, which is right near Flint. Yeah. And at any rate, uh, pretty soon the word got out that these guys are jumping out of airplanes because in the 50s, you didn't jump out of airplanes. Right. Uh, it was before sport parachuting existed. Well, these guys start a parachute club called the Michigan Parachute Club, Yeah, I, and I, it grows, it grows like to like fun nine guys. members. Yeah. But jump, jump, so it turns into nine guys that are jumping out of planes and it starts bringing crowds in, and one of the people that joined was a barber um, out of Royal Oak, Michigan, who was also an ex-paratrooper, Walter, Walter Pika at the time, Rekka later on. Right. And so that's how they got to know each other. And what, what makes it interesting is because these guys were jumping out of airplanes at a time when nobody did this. Yeah, well, they were they, so were they were they were upset that they didn't get to do it uh, during wartime, so they came home and started doing it for fun. Yeah, absolutely, and and actually, the history of sport parachuting or skydiving is actually goes right to those people yeah. in the fifties who who basically invented the sport, and it was before they had the 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 modern. Uh, steerable parachute. There were the round shoes. Mm -hmm, you basically mm -hmm. jumped out of an airplane and you yanked on on the uh, uh, on the ripcord, and it about tore your arms out yeah. uh, before you landed, and, uh, and and it was a sudden shock. Um, so at any rate, that's how they got to know each other, and they became best of friends. In fact, Walter even. Um, introduced Loretta to Carl, and they've been married since the early 1960s. I guess we could explain to the audience that uh, Walter Recca is in, is D.B. Cooper, right? In yeah. Vermont, yeah. So now Walter and uh, Charlie, uh, Carl, have been friends since going back all this time. When do you think uh, Carl started suspecting that he was uh, D.B. Cooper? Was it a long time ago? And, or, or is well, it reason? Well, Did he show up with a Corvette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play, uh, cue the Route 66. Well, that's not like him um, at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at any rate... Um, all of a sudden, he's buying you know, dinner. I'm sorry. I lost my place <laughs> so, here. Um, oh. Anyway... Um, <laughs> They, they had a great they had they had a great friendship, 
but they lost track of each other in the mid-1960s because Walter actually got into trouble by robbing a big boy restaurant. Right, so this is kind of the the first step of knowing that that Walter might be... uh, you know, not on the level that he's he's a bit of a criminal to begin with. He's shady. He's, you know, kind yep. of a hustler. Yep. And Carl always had a sense that Walter had a purpose to jumping other than jumping out for fun. Huh. Right. And and that was always at the back of his mind. But the other the thing that really got it was the fact that when Walter robbed this big boy and gets arrested um, which is how he ended up leaving the state because he jumped bail. Um, but he had, he, now, now imagine this, the guy just robbed a restaurant and he's handing out $20 bills to the patrons yeah. as he's robbing. <laughs> and, it's a dead and, giveaway. And so, which is really very strange, and, and, and everybody talked about him as being such a nice guy. So in 1971, when the hijacking happened and it hit the airwaves and they start talking about this hijacker and the hijacker um, uh, had, offers money to one of the, they call them stewardesses before, you know, they're flight attendants now. Um, and uh, he also, they, everybody that, call him broke. that was near him would talk about the fact of how nice the guy he seemed to be. Well, Carl sees this on air. Anybody who gives he me turns, 20 bucks is a nice guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> anyway, um, so Walter, uh, so Carl turns to his wife, Loretta, when they hear the news, and they, they basically look at each other and said, what is Walter up to now? Right. He's always on to something new. Like, it's ah, a description. That's yeah. old Walter. You know, he's, he's, he's into but, something. But, but they also knew it wasn't possible that he could have done it because he lived in Michigan. I mean, let's talk about the possibilities for a second here, and, and the uh-huh. and the the uh, you know I don't, how do you say it the the credibility of it and and you know when you listen to Walter's tapes, he kind of says, "Well, I didn't really have a plan," you know, and the way you know the records go, it's like, "All right, well, you know, he whoever did this." And jumped out of that plane was it seems like a well prepared plan, but it, it, listening to Walter, he's like, nah, you know, I just didn't. And it, if he was just if if he was just drunk, it makes way more sense. Was he drunk all the time? And he was drunk when he jumped out of a plane because that 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 kind of makes sense. Well, I'll have he, 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 had, he had had a couple drinks. Right. Um, <laughs> well, did he pregame but, before yeah. the flight? Probably. You know, you're on the flight. You jump out of a plane, 100,000 feet, commercial airline. You hijack a plane. You, you you could land anywhere with the wind. It's minus 70 mm-hmm. degrees Fahrenheit with the wind chill when you jump out. He's got un- special underwear underneath, okay. supposedly. Uh, the, the chances of survival are very slim. Mm-hmm. But it all it's like a perfect so, storm. It so all lines up. Would you agree? answer that, first of all, people jump out of airplanes all the time. Yeah, 100,000 feet. In the wintertime, they jump out at... And they jumped out at, he jumped out at 10,000 feet. Listen, Dirk, nothing. I was nothing. on, I was uh-huh. on, I was on a flight from Iceland, uh, and this baby was crying. I was, I was going to jump out of the plane, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, Derek, you, you, even do it. you mentioned 10,000 feet. You know, the average... Uh, 100,000. 100, no, 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 John. The highest the plane can go is 30,000. You don't know what you're talking about. No. Uh, no. Yeah. D.B. Cooper jumped out at 100,000. No. No, 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 no. 10,000. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, you, Tommy's right. I have no idea yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, the yeah. high, I was going to say... actually... Yeah, his... his, his <laughs> His uh, demands were actually to fly at at 200 miles per hour Ugh, and really 10,000, no higher than 10,000 feet, which is really one of the reasons why the, the flight path has been such in question over the years because, you know, if you look at the map, there's Mount Rainier, and it's much taller than 10,000 feet. Right. Well, I was going to say, so the... Yeah, uh, listen, uh, you, uh, the person who did this, um, Walter, like he acts like, like I'll say again, he acts like it's no big deal. Knew the airspeed of mm-hmm. the plane, uh, but you know that that it could coast at the what what the slowest rate was. No, I mm-hmm. mean, or or was he just like he, he, he on the tapes? He sounds like he's just saying he just winged the whole thing. He's downplaying it. Yeah, I, I think that when. As the person that was actually listening to the tapes, and, and by the way, the, how the tapes came about was after the three days of interviewing uh, Carl, we're looking at evidence we can take back to Michigan, and, and Byrne has flown down, and so we go into where he was keeping his evidence, and I looked in the corner, and there's a plastic box there, and I said, what's in the plastic box? And he says, oh, those are the tapes between me and the, and the hijacker. <laughs> and, and I go, you sat here for three days talking to me, and you didn't mention anything about having tapes. See, that's why maybe that maybe you're just getting your balls broken here. Like, maybe, well, I think, what, like, sometimes I'm listening to these tapes, and I go, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Walter's not D.B. Cooper. I'm saying that sometimes it feels like maybe, like, Charlie's so into it, Carl, and then like Walters is like, you know what? I'm going to break this guy's balls, and I'm going to keep, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep him going. But then he answers things so quickly with such mm-hmm. de- such detail immediately that you're like, oh man, if he if he's not D.B. Yeah. Cooper, he at least believes in his mind that he is. Well, one of the things we did, um, we we weren't going to believe anything that Carl said or anybody else <laughs> until we actually had an expert. So we hired an expert who's a um, a forensic linguist, right. and so he actually went through all the tapes, all the transcripts, everything else, and he comes back and he says, "Those guys are telling the truth." Wow! And in fact, uh, we have a book coming out in January uh, from the linguist, um, and uh, actually, we have endorsers who had high positions with the FBI who are endorsing his book. As saying, and, and actually are on record of saying, you've broken the case. Now, do you feel that there's an incentive for that? What's the FBI's incentive to uh, spread disinformation? And these are these are like, all yeah. The people that we've been talking to are are ex FBI. You're not going to walk in and and talk to an actual agent. So right. uh, much like how TV broadcasters use always retired agents. So it's the same type of thing. Do you ever um, do, you, do you ever fear for your own life in a way like that? Uh, if, if like you know if there's what, some Walter's going to come back, he's dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, not Walter. But I mean the government. If if, if you know if if you, what you say is true, you might be un- uncovering some things they don't want to be uncovered. 
Oh, so, so, so now you just you just told a guy with panic disorder oh. that I gotta watch my door. By, by the way, Dirk's address is 39 Oak Street, Saginaw. Yeah. So Dirk, I've been wondering what those uh, those uh, black helicopters have been flying around. Hey, Dirk, you mentioned you mentioned the FBI. I was curious to know. So. They closed the case officially in, in mid 2016, if I recall. Correct. So, so if if it's late to yep. if you've got such concrete evidence, has anyone from the FBI reached out to you to, and asked you, "Hey, listen, come in, let's talk." Sounds like you've got something credible, or have you approached them? Um, actually, um, uh, we Carl actually tried to, in fact, did approach the FBI with a DNA sample um, back. Uh, right. Saw this. Yeah, this is the uh, DNA off, off, the, off the tie yeah. that D.B. Cooper was wearing on the plane, right? Mm -hmm. Which could be any, um, anyone's DNA, I guess. And uh, he also had, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not to change the subject, but he had weird like medals on the tie that, that I mm -hmm. guess the FBI could try to say, okay, maybe he worked in a factory or he was a chemist or he worked in a uh, some kind of uh, you know yeah. industrial setting. See, one of one of the problems in this whole case is the fact that he didn't leave much evidence at all, and yeah, so the yeah. only thing that anybody has ever focused on because nobody ever had the guy, and so nobody could go backwards, and that's really the beauty of our case is the fact that we had the guy, and so we actually had to go back and and prove every last thing that he did, yeah. including with the money and everything else, and so we actually came to the truth based on the fact that we found the right guy. Was your um, was your first impression uh, that it was kind of like a, a kind of a, a weird story, like, ah, this probably isn't real, and then as the more you got into it, you're like, wow, this, he knows what, a lot. What, 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 what actually made us want to take the project on was not the Cooper part, was actually Walter's life, because if you see yeah. the rest of the movie... Um, this guy goes on to do some things that are crazy. And, in fact, one of his quotes is that, that, uh, that, that basically the, the hijacking was six hours out of his life. The rest <laughs> of his life was uh, incredible. Right. So we actually took it on the project because we knew that we had a hell of a story, even if we didn't have the Cooper story. Right, but you 100% believe that he is D.B. Cooper now, do, do you not? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to go quickly back to get that answer about the FBI. What's their official stance right now, and what's your correlate, like the relationship with them with the FBI? How are they treating this? Um, the FBI has not, we've not spoken with the FBI as filmmakers. That's not really our job. Um, and, uh, and, and basically, um, what we do know is what they've officially done. They've officially made the case a non they, they've taken it out of their caseload, so it's it's not even an official case e anymore. Even after this information has kind of come to come to light. No, the FBI doesn't care. They, they have this whole. Well, yeah. it, 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 I I feel like Tommy would be embarrassing for the FBI now to like if uh, some filmmakers uncovered it and they go they have to admit to being wrong. No, they're right. very busy with this Trump thing. I <laughs> yeah, I I I you know there's. Almost nobody's still alive from the agency from back in those days. So right. it, it's just a, and and um, my personal feeling is that what probably happened was it was such a surprise to everybody. And and remember, it was on the night before Thanksgiving. 
So it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Eve. Now, do you have your best guys working on the Thanksgiving Eve? Uh, no, so yeah. do you have the best guys in the tower? Do you have the best guys, you know, working in the FBI on call? Right. When no, you're, uh, the, the people who work on the, the people who work on Thanksgiving Eve are the rookies. Yeah, good the, point. The guys, mm-hmm. the guys who don't have seniority. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Fox so Mulder. My, my my personal feeling is that they just didn't handle the case very well. Now. We have others on our team that think that there might have been something a little bit more nefarious about it, uh, but I kind of take them at their word. I, I, I respect the FBI a great deal. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, you have to say that. I would. Uh, yeah. So even down to the day. Any the, uh, any any chance the flight crew like is in on it? And we know he has help because when he when he lands, uh, Don picks him up. At the restaurant mm-hmm. and stuff. There's no. It, 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 is, is there any chance anyone on the plane is is in on it? In your opinion? Uh no, no. They're just. Uh, no, yeah. First of all, the the pilots never even saw him. Right. Um, the three stewardesses that were aboard did see him. Two of them actually had interactions with him. Right. Um, and uh, the interactions were short. Um, he wore sunglasses the whole time. Right. It was dark in the plane. Um. So they really didn't get much of a very good look at them. Yeah. And when you look at the at the uh, drawing that they came up with, I mean, he does. He looks like a Martian. Right. Well, right. The, the problem with these composite sketches is that no one ever looks like the. But look at the Unabomber sketch, which is shown in the movie. The Unabomber oh, yeah. sketch looks nothing like Ted Kaczynski, right. and uh, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, even any eyewitness account. Uh, you know, an eyeball witness is like gold to detectives, and everyone's always wrong. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. if if three people sit there and watch one plane go down, they got you got three different stories. Like it's all, you know, in the composite yeah. sketch, yeah. it never looks like the guy. And and then if you put the, there's a great point in the movie where like, okay, the FBI has a uh, a decision to make. Do they put the composite sketch out, and now the public sees the guy, and now with their limited resources, they have to sit there and go through every lead that everyone's going to call in and go, oh, this is my guy who lives next door to me right. and all this crap. So do you do you put the sketch? You know, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There's yeah, no question they, here. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Thank, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a point for you, Dirk. Yeah. This is Mario. Uh, here's Mario, my grandfather. Go ahead, Mario. Uh, first of all, thanks for calling in, and uh, I'm really interested in the story for a while. You know, the FBI did put out <laughs> The FBI did put out a statement that, that wow. says that between 71 and 16, they processed over 1,000 serious suspects, which included mm-hmm. publicity seekers and deathbed confessors. But nothing more than circumstantial evidence could be found to implicate any of them, all being mm-hmm. linked by no more than a conjuncture or crackpot claims of responsibility. So where does Walter fit in in this litany of uh, suspects? And do you, are you familiar with the other suspects or any of the more notorious ones? And do you put any claim into their story? Where did you learn the word yeah. litany? Yeah. We, we, we actually have a, a great deal of respect for people that have conducted investigations into this. Um, and everybody's got a little piece of it, I think. Um, but, but we actually got the guy, which is kind of good. Yeah. Um, but, but, the, go but, but basically... I think that the, to to answer your question, um, Walter living because by this time Walter is obviously living in Washington State. This is actually why Carl had lost track of him in the mid '60s. They lost track of each other because 
Walter had pulled this robbery, and he had, he had basically escaped the state. So he's so um, they didn't ever see each other again until 1998, when actually they they had a, uh, a a reunion of the nine people that were in the in the uh, uh, the jump club uh, jump club. Um, so so at any rate, yeah. So, so the first time that Walter and Carl see each other after all those years was there. And Carl starts asking Walter questions because Walter mentions to Carl he used to live in Washington State. And, and now all of a sudden he's going, oh, my God, yeah. this might be it. So, um, so the reason why the interview tapes, which were actually taped in 2008, uh, sound like they've talked this through before because they had been talking on the phone for since 1999, almost 10 years. Yeah. But Mario's question was, what about the? Uh, sorry, what about the other uh, potential suspects? I mean, if you go to Wikipedia, you could read all about. Oh, it's them. like 20 guys, mm-hmm. like 20 other guys. So, could you do a kind of a comparison, or have you read about the other suspects? And what are your thoughts about their stories? I have a little game for you, Dirk. I could give you a name, and uh, you could tell us why he's not DB Cooper. <laughs> well, they, they, well, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a great researcher on the other people because oh, they didn't do it. Well, I bother. Um, right. But yeah. yeah. Um, but. Um, there, there are a lot of there's a lot of conjecture out there, and but but the problem is is that none of these stories actually make a direct connection. And the big thing that we have is we actually have the eyewitness who saw him that night, who is still alive and still talking to me all the time. That's right, <laughs> that, that's the guy with the guitar, right? Cowboy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so, so um, you know the thing that struck me in that when. when I'm I'm kind of listening to this movie and I'm going and my like BS detector goes off when someone talks and they're vague about details and Charlie asks him something he's like ah, I don't know you know but then when he talks about the diner and it being or the restaurant and it being like oh it's about a quarter mile away like right like that it, like it wasn't in a town I'm like man that's really specific and convincing mm-hmm. you know I I think that th- that. Walter, bear in mind, in 2008, and Walter actually died in 2014, but in 2008 when he's talking to Carl on the phone, he's still worried that he could get fingered for this thing. And and he did not want to go to jail no matter what. Do you ever think he's just some nut, though? And you're like, ah, crap, I just ruined my whole career. I don't want to believe it, but (laughs) the guy's guy's laughing his ass off you. Well, the thing with Walter was he had... He, he he had buried so many of his friends and all of his wives and, and a parachute and and he just threw some leaves and branches on top of it he didn't bury yeah. it yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you, you you throw what you got on it um so 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 they so by the time they they were talking in 2008 Walter's beginning to want to tell somebody and the only person of all the friends that he had left alive was Carl and Carl's calling him from Florida to talk him back and forth the the story behind the tape was that Carl has no sense of technology so he couldn't figure out how to record <laughs> no, not he Carl figure, yeah he could he Carl can't even use a cell phone he doesn't know how to use it sounds like um, me. so so what would happen was that they would make a um, an appointment 
to talk, and Carl would then tape him, and Carl would have to go to his daughter's house, and his daughter would turn the tape recorder on, <laughs> and that was basically how they communicated. Right. And so it was all by appointment over the three or four hours of tape. It's adorable. Oh, it's Car- that's me. Carl calling in, sir. <laughs> yeah, it could be. He's probably pissed off at me by now. <laughs> it's Carl starting up his computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the button no. on this tape recorder? <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, uh, the, the thing I wanted to ask about the motivation is uh, uh, something struck me in the movie that um, Walter said, or Carl said that Walter said, "Better off dead than poor." Mm-hmm. So there was no. Was there any real desperation to to get the yeah. two hundred grand if he didn't spend it, or maybe he did, or or, or was it more like a, kind of a dare? thing for him to like just like you know i'm gonna well when walter when walter left michigan uh to get away from this uh this robbery that he pulled uh he took he lived in a teeny tiny little town in the middle of washington state and he got a job working on the grand coulee dam and it it's a horrible job anybody that would work that type of job and he wasn't making enough money to pay the bills. He had a wife who was uh, who was very upset with him, right, wanting always him. on his back. Yep. And <laughs> and so he basically said, "I got to figure out a way to to provide." I got to get so this lady off my back. Yeah. Right. Jump out of a plane She's to get break away from a plane. Why don't you go jump out of a plane with two hundred grand? <laughs> You're always talking. Uh, yeah, about I know. I, I think that. Yeah, I think that most of us would maybe say, um, <laughs> "Let maybe get a better job." Might be a better plan. <laughs> did he? But you, Walter did, didn't think that way. Did he talk to his wife about this, or did did she know about it? I know it was a four day weekend, so it's Thanksgiving Eve, and he goes back yeah. to work on Monday, right? Like nothing's wrong, which yeah. is the yeah. greatest move ever. That's what you have to yeah. do. You got to go back to work on Monday. <laughs> And that, he, he, does he tell he his wife? Knew that, yeah, he knew that if he was found missing, he would be fingered for the... Oh, I mean, I, you so know, he needed to get back to the dam to work. Yeah. And, and he had actually broken his leg in the fall. Right, yeah. And so the doctor at the dam project sus- suspects it is an old break. Yeah, but which is a fixes it anyway. A huge and then he pardon the pun, a doctor. huge break for him because if the he, and 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 he even goes, no, it's a new break. The doctor, you know, it's like shut up. The doctor <laughs> says, no, it's an old break, and uh, you know, oof, that that was a, a a good fortune for that guy. So because if he went to the actual hospital, it would yeah. have exposed. Well, oh him. yeah, well Walter, well, of course, he didn't plan on breaking his leg. Uh, but but the the thing is is that, that really uh, was, he jumped out of uh, a commercial airliner into the woods. He yep, didn't plan on yep, breaking but, his foot. Well, he's a trained jumper. He well, he, jumper. He pro- <laughs> I'm he thinking he'd he break his head open. Right, right. I, get, I, I jump out of a plane. Um, I'm gonna but, get stuck on the top of a tree at 100 feet in the air, and now you're stuck. And they're yeah, like, oh it, shit, this sucks. I'm stuck it, up here. Cut me. Yeah, it's kind of an insane plan, of course. Um, so um, yeah. But but he was an experienced jumper, which is another reason why, and you mentioned that the FBI, and they actually interviewed virtually everybody who was registered as a, uh, as, as a uh, parachutist in the state of Washington and, and Oregon. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they went after everybody. They even interviewed Don, the guy that picked him up, who turned out to be, he's, he was six foot six, so he was too tall. Um, but 
so so they were going and they were shaking the weeds to try to find everybody that they could. But why didn't they interview Walter? That's a question that we have because Walter probably had more experience than anybody else in the state of Washington at the time. So are you he knew the people? Are you yeah, uh, are you uh, saying that maybe Walter was not interviewed purpose purposefully by the FBI? They already knew. That's where we that's where we have disagreements in our own team, and and would be helpful for us as we go into this even further because. Um, when you think about it, and, and so part of the people on our team really think that the FBI kind of knew something um, and turned the other way, and I kind of been on the wrong, other side, and I just think that they just didn't find him. Right, um, right. yeah. He so, was a registered. So it wasn't though? a. So in your opinion, it wasn't a, a, a purposeful move. I, I can't understand what the motivation for the FBI would be to not say, hey, we didn't get our man, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a great embarrassment to the Bureau. Yeah, There's no question yeah, about yeah. it. So the whole time that Walter was alive, from the point of the uh, the crime or the act or whatever, all the way till his death, he never once faced any sort of, uh, you know, like a scrutiny. Nobody, Nobody ever, asked him no, a question. Not or... a thing, no cop, no county sheriff, nothing. Well, a couple guys came up to him in a bar, and then he never saw him again. Right? <laughs> yeah. Asked, well, what about um, the charges of skipping bail? That might have should have come back to him. I, I, I'm having trouble hearing the other people. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. So. I said, what about the charges on skipping bail? That that would have come back to him before anything else if Eventually. they found him. If they well, found- remember, this is before the computer was invented. Right. So, you know, he jumped bail. But a- actually, there's more to the story, but you don't want me to go into it because then yeah. it gets longer. We don't want to spoil um, The movie's fantastic, by the way. Where can we get the movie, uh, Dirk? Where's the best place to um, see it? Um, it can be downloaded from iTunes, from uh, uh, Amazon Prime, from um, Vimeo. Uh, from Vimeo, uh, Vimeo, you can even rent it. I did. Um, and uh, it's a good download. Uh, Google Play also. Is there is there a preference you have? Is there something that helped you out more than one, or just just do it? No, no we 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 we're equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Dirk, when when do this? Do you have a website? You do have a website, right? Do you want to give that out quick so we just so the people know? I, I'm sorry. Do you have? A, do you want to give out your website? The website? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm sorry again. I'm having trouble hearing. Um, yeah, therealdbcooper.com. Therealdbcooper.com. What was the official release yeah. date for this movie? When did it come out officially? I, I'm sorry. Sorry. When did the movie come out officially? Uh, the, we actually premiered it in Cleelum, the actual town that uh, Walter landed in wow. in uh, the the late July. And um, actually had 250 people wow. standing for the entire, I mean, we had standing room only. It red, was, red it was carpet pretty incredible. Affair. Do, uh, Dirk, do most of the people in the town where you premiered it and, and the town that, you know, this happened in um, agree with your stance? Or Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, they, they of course, they, they, people in the Northwest really get the story a little bit more. Uh, because it was there, um, there there's going to be questions about the route. There's going to be some other questions that come up, um, and and we're obviously looking at those as well. 
But we just figure if you got the guy, who cares how he got there? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so, um, so, yeah, the, the people in the community were very, very supportive, um, and we did a lot of shooting there, in fact. What about the reactions overall around the nation? Like, what, what, what's some of the feedback you're getting about the movie? Um, people that have a dog in the race, they, they've been critical because they have a dog in the race. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, but the people that don't um, have been very, very supportive. It's hard when you, when you believe one thing. Say you're a guy who believes, oh, this is the guy. And then a movie comes out and says it's the, another guy. It's tough. Like, is it tough? Yeah, for, is, yeah. it, is it tough for someone to say, like, well, it, I, they, I, hey, I, maybe I, I was wrong? I, I would say the big differentiation between us and everybody else is we did not look for this story. It came to us. We did not even want to take it at yeah. first. Um, we, we're plenty busy as it is, <laughs> um, and so we, by taking this on, uh, we we literally had to verify everything because for it to be a documentary, it's got to be true. Right. And so we, that's why we actually found the house that he actually purchased with some of the money. We actually found the man that sold it to him and interviewed him. Um, Two-year lease. We, I'm sorry? Two-year lease. I watched the movie. A two-year lease. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, so, do so you think that, that, that uh, Walter... Um, might have some mental illness or a split personality almost like, cause he, he mentions that a couple of times in the tape where he says like, Oh, well, yeah. it really wasn't me doing it. It was another person. And th- th- I thought that was kind of revealing. I think he was an incredible compartmentalizer. Yeah. And I think that that's why they actually took him for the j- work that he did after the hijacking, because that was a guy that could put a bullet in somebody and and then and, right. and you probably saw in the part where he talks about the Abu Dhabi thing, which is a whole other story. But he right away when he's talking about having put five bullets into somebody, goes right into let's see now where did I go from there? Right. And his personality totally changes, and you actually hear him change on the tape. It's insane. And that's one of the reasons, one of the things that made us realize that this guy was telling the truth, well, but he also was had two personalities he he literally could go from one to the other and and carl would always talk about the fact that um one thing that carl was always a little bit afraid of walter and everybody was because they just knew that you didn't want to see the dark side yeah i mean he could choke you and then go have coffee with your wife or something like that or you know oh oh, yeah yeah i mean that that's part of why this story was so compelling to us because you have a grade A um, undercover kind of a guy, and it's also why it makes sense that he would not have told anybody about this thing until he was close to, you know, when his health is failing. Right. Because he, this is a guy that really was a, and and you go back to the whole thing. There was no plan. There was no plan. There was no plan. There really was a plan. I think that's why. Carl kept trying to hit him on the tape with, what was your plan? You had to have had a plan. You had to have had a plan. <laughs> Walter kept saying, no, I didn't have a plan. But, but also remember, he stays in, in a motel in Portland with a bar in the basement. He describes that. And, um, and what he says was, in, in part of that, he says, I didn't find that place by accident. I'd been there before. Uh, Carl also thinks he never got Walter to admit it at all, 
but he also thinks that Carl, that Walter may have actually taken that flight beforehand yeah. oh, uh, wow. to test it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he talks a good game about not having planned it, uh, but I think from Walter's standpoint, it is... It wasn't a detailed plan. It was something he would sketch on a napkin, uh, which makes sense. I mean, think about it. You're on a plane, and you're going to hijack the plane. I mean, what kind of planning do you really need? I need money. I need the plane to be back in the air, and I need to jump out the door. Pretty simple. I don't know if it's that simple. I think you you need to land. You need to gas up. You need to know that that Boy, pl- yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. you need to know when you jump out of the plane you're not going to get incinerated by the jet you know the jets are on top mm-hmm. of the plane he, he you know that you, that that plane could fly with the with the stairs down and then and yeah. at this specific speed but when you ask him about it he's like yeah i don't know what the fuck you're talking about he's just downplaying it yeah. I, think, I think he's just oh, downplaying oh, it. oh i know it, he, he he's a real conundrum in in his conversation um, because he keeps going back to the safety zone, which is, I didn't have a plan, I didn't have a plan. Yes, that's but a we, psychological we, we know that there's more to it. Walter was actually, uh, did jump in the winter in, uh, in, uh, in Alaska for a year um, in the uh, early 1960s. Well, it must have been high up. Well, um, Jump for a whole year, sir. Well, the thing, the thing, but... Bear in mind, this is not the kind of parachute that we have today. Right. These are the round ones, and so they <laughs> yeah. would jump. Let me get at, them square They could jump at a thousand feet with a with a round chute because it's instant. It opens and it grabs you. Um, why? Why did he? Why did he? Twenty thousand feet. Why did he take the practice chute? Did he not know it was a practice chute, or he took it uh, as a? First of all, it's a brilliant thing. He asked for four, four parachutes, so mm-hmm. now you know. You can't load his parachutes up with like knives and forks like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon because he's probably uh-huh. taking a hostage with him, right? So asking for four well, parachutes is a brilliant I, move. Yeah, absolutely. I, the ground people uh, realized that he could take a hostage, uh, so they were afraid of that. Um, the reason he didn't use the, uh, the extra chute was, number one was the chutes that they got they did not have the connectors on the front because they were actually from an air 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 base uh, for uh, fighter pilots, and they don't have enough room in the cockpit for the for the front part to attach to the uh, back parachute. Right. So um, so it wouldn't have worked anyway. But Walter also knew because they had delivered the money in a uh, a, a, uh, a bag instead of a satchel. He needed to figure out a way to put the money inside of his coat. So then that kind of takes off any possibility of using a spare chute because you, there was no place to put it. Right, but didn't he cannibalize one of the other chutes to tie the money around his waist? Do you think that the money... Yeah, he had, yeah, he had, to, he had to figure out a way to... Because he, he was thinking he was going to get a satchel. Right. That's why he was upset. Ah, because you, they gave him a gunny sack. Do you think he landed with all the money or it flew off him on the descent? Um, we, we speculate that it's very possible because we know that he gave $6,000, three, uh, um, bundles to his friend, uh, Don that picked him up. We know that Don was absolutely afraid of, of, of being caught and being anywhere near this thing. So we knew that he was afraid he wouldn't, he, he and Walter would talk until Don died in 2011 and they would not even, in personal conversations, talk about 
the hijacking. Right. Um, it's weird uh, going so, back to what we were talking about just a second ago that uh, it, it's <laughs> sometimes when listening to the tapes uh, and Charlie's asking, uh, uh, Carl's asking Walter questions, it almost seems like Walter's talking about somebody else and not himself, you know? So maybe there is a kind of a split personality thing. Well, that's, isn't that like a I, sociopath? Yeah, there, there's something going on. Then, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that there there's a, off, a, a yeah. personality disorder going on here. Right. I also believe he uh, fell into a volcano, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. so, Mount, Mount St. Helens. You know, if you look at the map of the Pacific Northwest, there's nothing but volcanoes. I mean, you know, he could have fell well, into oh, a volcano. It, oh, didn't, I saw that movie, Joe versus the Volcano, <laughs> yeah. and, and the only thing that survives is the luggage. Right. <laughs> but Dirk, let's talk about the money for a second. Some people have That was of- one of the worst movies that uh, Tom, uh, what, what should we call it, nice. ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a bad movie. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Let's, talk, party. let's talk about the money, the money. I don't know if you've ever seen The Post, the Oscar nominated <laughs> The Post. It's not also, it's also bad. Let's talk about the money. For yeah, the- uh, uh, or try Zardoz sometimes. <laughs> <with> Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about the money for a second. Some of that, some people. <laughs> that, that, one, that one is worth seeing just to see the last line in the movie. I'm pretty sure the first Tom Hanks movie I ever saw, he had sex with a donkey, so I don't know what's going on. Hey. Adrian's yeah, med, was yeah. it? Yeah. So, so yeah, um, Walter really, um, he had a very difficult and very different personality. He was also, if, and, and bear in mind, this is a guy with an eighth grade education, had never been out of the States. And after this, I'm surprised the guy with an eighth grade education would jump out of a plane. Sounds like our host. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, then afterwards, this man actually had five um, uh, passports that we actually have filled up. He was actually in 35 different countries. Wow. Wow. And and he had never been anywhere. And here's a guy with no education or anything else. So that's where it really gets interesting with the government side of it. Yeah, um, because he was doing something for somebody. Do you think that um, his kind of a disconnect from his own from that his own story, or 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 the disconnect between like, well, well, I, I could he could he either have done it or not in that moment is uh, goes back to the military kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think very much so. Um, they 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 knew the discipline from the the army. They knew, um, and of course they um, they knew exactly what they needed to do to get out of a plane safely because these guys were used to jumping. Um, to them, two hundred miles an hour is a slow slow flight. Yeah, um, ten thousand feet is very low to the ground. Yeah. Um, so he he had pretty much put together pretty much the the perfect way of flying the plane. Have you ever and talked remember to... also Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead, sorry. At at ten thousand feet, um ten thousand feet is really the level where you want to stay below in order to not have to have uh, uh oxygen in the cabin. And so that was really what was behind the ten thousand feet. Right, but the, he so he kept the he one of the uh, I don't know if this is correct or not. They kept the door open and he insisted the cabin be unpressurized, right? So you, the pres- he, he, pressure he was equalized. To, well, they wouldn't pressurize the cabin if it's at ten thousand feet. Yeah. So he knew that he, he knew enough about it to know that they that the plane would not be pressurized uh, during that flight. Mm. 
he also knew he needed to jump real soon because his plan was if he was to survive and if he was to uh, get to some place he could call somebody, he was going to call his drinking buddy Don. Right. <laughs> so, so he had this yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's why you need, drinking, you need a drinking. You need a drinking buddy. You need a drinking buddy. Will actually tell you that they'll do something that they won't. Where's Don, my wingman? He's like, on, yeah. he's like <laughs> he owes me hitchhiking in loafers on the with a parachute on his th- back in Idaho. So, I'm Dirk, of it done. Let's talk a little bit about the money. So, some people have kind of um, hypothesized that some of the money got caught on the air stairwell there, whatever, when it opened in the back, and that it ended up washing up on some rivers. So, yeah, di- you know, like different people eventually made different mm-hmm. claims, and then some people found it, and they claimed that it was from there. Did he ever, what's your take on, did he ever spend it in any way, and did it ever turn up in, yeah. in any form? He bought a house. Apparently not. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he took the money, and he actually put it in a safety deposit box in, yeah. uh, in, uh, in Canada. Right, Canada. Vancouver. Around uh, yeah, Vancouver. actually, yeah, near Vancouver. So, did he put any thought into the whole serial number thing and it, the, the 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 instrument traceability? And did, did that kind of freak him out for the rest of his life? Was he n- kind of paranoid to ever spend it? And what what good was the whole point of the jump if he couldn't spend it? I don't think that guy gets paranoid. Well, I, first of all, I, I agree with you. I don't think he would ever get paranoid. But the other thing is, he knows that he's got it in another country. But the he, other thing, he's the opposite that, of that, a guy, a guy with a panic condition. Go ahead. Isn't it weird that like you made a movie about a guy who like doesn't panic ever, and you're like a panicky guy? I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> like you, can, you just go to the airport. You start throwing up. This guy's on a plane hijacking. Like, yeah, excuse me. I'll have another bourbon and coke. I want to know about like the yeah. The long- well, it's like Alfred Hitchcock in Blondes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about the laundry situation. Like, did he have to worry about laundering the money back in? And what were what was his plan with the money? Well. Here, here's what a lot of people don't understand is that serial numbers of money have, have never, ever been kept track of at all by the government. Still today, they don't keep track of but, serial numbers. Yeah. But that's not true. Because currency, currency is, is actually uh, spent over and over and over, so you can't trace a dollar bill because it's probably been in 50 people's hands before it gets to somebody. But, Dirk, that's so not exactly that, true in this case, because according to records, the FBI took uh, all the bills and then uh, photographed, photographed them. them from on microfiche or microfilm. Right. And so what, some guy yeah. at a gas station's going to go, hey, yeah. look, uh, I got this but, serial but, number. Like, hey, you know. bear, bear in mind that, and, and we actually have a banker, flies all around my head. a banker back in the day on the, on the, in the movie. Um, and the thing about it is, is that... Um, First of all, banks don't have time enough to look at how many thousands of bills this was right. um, with non-sequential serial numbers in their transactions. So if you're bringing in $100 or $200 or whatever, nobody's going to notice that. Um, really? Because they're, they're, they're just not going to. They're, they're, you, you think that you're going to be able to get a a busy person working in a bank uh, the bank they, they, say, they, I think I'm going to go down and check all the $20 bills that come in today against this list. The other thing is that the, that the FBI actually did send a, an alert out to the banks, and they said um, that they wanted the banks to be looking out for the money. But when we talked to the bankers, the bankers said, we don't ever do anything that the FBI says. We report to the FDIC. Right. 
And why right. would the and bank? Why would the bank care? The money's coming in. It's not to their advantage to be like, hey, you know, someone just deposited a hundred grand, and yeah. uh, we don't want it anymore. Well, apparently, also yeah. this guy seems pretty yeah. smart. If he's got a whole bunch of money that he knows somebody might be looking out for, he's not going into a bank with it. He's going to go someplace. That's what I'm like, saying. Like the laundering. Or, well, you know, they, uh, the FBI actually did that. They they, they alerted the casinos, the yep. racetracks, places mm-hmm. places where you would put a lot of cash. So right. whatever, happened, whatever whatever happened there. So he stayed in a lockbox in Canada, and then what was the lockbox. what was his game plan there? <laughs> well, when when he had when he had well well what he actually did was he actually transferred it from that bank to a bank in Windsor, Ontario, because he eventually moves back to Detroit after he did, did his stuff overseas. Right, and uh, then and as soon then as I jump out of a plane, I move immediately back to Detroit. That's where it was from. Yeah, no, no, look for me. So okay, so he moves back to Detroit and then he transfers the money. Mm-hmm. Where is it? So w- w- whatever, whatever, whatever came of it, it's driving Tommy nuts. The money's missing. He needs a t-shirt business. I, I want to know how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he 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 spent the money. He, he you ha- just took it out bit by bit by Look, bit over blow. years. Yeah. Okay, so he just lived he, off he of it. He saw it as being his backup money. Right. Okay. Okay. That's bad. Really that's my backup money. I'm jumping out of a plane, for hijacking a, rain, a plane. It's a rainy day. A rainy day. The, Coffee the, can. My nest yeah. egg. Oh, the, I know. I, that's well, nuts. He never said that 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 it was a smart idea, right. but he did pull it off. But you guys got to remember, at the time, that was the street value on that, or whatever, was one point two million of today's money, probably somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money to be strapped on your back yeah. while you're flying out of a plane. A lot of I mean, it seems like the risk is just so crazy. To, to like you know, it's a ninety percent chance yeah. they're gonna die on the way down. So crazy, it just might work. Mm, crazy like <laughs> well, a fox. Well, I mean, when when you when you look at some of the crazy stuff that's happened, um, it, it's exactly right. Well, do if, you th- if, if people, if everything, if everything goes your way, um, you can get away with anything. Look at look at a they lost go an airplane way. out Listen in up, Korea kids. That's good advice. Or, or out in Indonesia. Yeah, um, the missing or Malaysia, airline. I guess. Um, and and they're they're using modern tracking methods, and yeah. they lose an airplane. Yep. Um, so even Good today, point. there there still are seams in the system, and um, and especially right. when somebody catches somebody, you know, law enforcement with with something that nobody is anticipating. Um, you you got to jump on him. So on and, that, and that's what he had. On that note, John brought up something earlier, which is basically this whole act started a lot of. Uh, like a chain reaction in 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 copycats. Uh, no, in airport security. Actually, you mentioned earlier in the show. Right, mm-hmm. but there are there, yeah. all these copycats. Are listen, that guy bought a ticket, for, a one way <laughs> ticket for twenty bucks. Can't do that now. Oh, I know. I, I the um um the the amount of security you'd have. I'm gonna to take go my shoes off. Just ever pull this off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there basically was no yeah. security at that point. He just basically walked in with a fake bomb, and they were like, whatever. Wow. Right. Do you taking think, a plane back then was like taking the bus, Tommy. Do you think that was a pivotal point in uh, like airline security? After that, a bunch of guys, did. there were like hijackings all the time back then. It was weird. Well, but but most of those hijackings were from Cuba. It was yeah. people Political. escaping Cuba to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there were a couple of other copycats, um, and it's um, hard to row a plane. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you find an old one, you row it. It's ninety yeah, miles. Yeah, I would have. I would have still been in Cuba. I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, one of those little ones with the skis on it. Put a little jumper. Yeah.
<laughs> Again, 1950s Studebaker. Yeah, look for the the guy behind the speedboat, you know, on the mo- on, on speed. My next two questions are completely illegible. I can't even see what this is. It's like Ronantonium, <laughs> first Impala. I got nothing. But but we we throw a lot of information into this movie, and and I think that that's where a lot of people we talk to they say, you know. We just have to go back and forth and back and forth through this thing because there's just so much information. Right. We're talking about um, it. It's a four-part series, which I think, did you feel like you had to make it a four-part series? You couldn't, you couldn't make one movie out of it. It had to be like in the four parts. I think you did a good job with that. I, 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 at the time when we started it was when uh, Making a Murderer was just uh, being released, the first version. Right. And we kind of thought this might be something that we might approach a network with. Um, and so that was part of the planning early on. Uh, but then as more and more information came in, it just kind of grew. And, um, and, and it makes sense because I don't think we could have consolidated it in, in an hour and a half. We probably could have done it in two hours. But if it wasn't for Carl. Left <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we we could have made it much shorter if we wanted to leave put in less evidence. Right. I, when, um, I, when I'm watching Carl, I feel like I'm at dinner with my wife. She goes on and on. I don't know what she's talking about. Do you think there's a chance to with Andre? Sorry. Yeah. I put that in there for you, honey. <laughs> you to listen the, to this the little fat guy, off. he never got to talk at all. Right. <laughs> We're talking with Dirk. <clears throat> Ranga, um, he's a filmmaker. He's made a movie about D.B. Cooper. And, uh, Dirk, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thanks for staying uh, for so long. I appreciate it. Yeah, the yeah I'm kind of like the guests that won't leave. Yeah, well, No, we we're going to take a break, and we got another hour, so strap in. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll recharge the phone. <laughs> um, Dirk, please, please, uh, I, you know, uh, plug... Uh, we thank you for being on. I would love for you to plug and tell everyone where we could find the movie and uh, the, the website and everything. The book. Yep. Um, yeah. Burns book. If you go, if 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 you just look up DB Cooper, the real story, yes. um, it's easily findable out there. Um, and uh, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Google who? DB Cooper. Sorry. Go ahead. Hello. <laughs> Now we've lost him. He's jumped. Dirk, you there? An hour interview, and I lost him. <laughs> Hello, oh, Dirk. You are you still there? There he is. There he is. Dirk, sorry, man. Mark. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. So <laughs> that website again was what? Um, it would be therealdbcooper.com. Therealdbcooper.com. And you could find that on... Uh, you could find the, the movie's amazing. It's so good. You, it, it's, it's worth... A wash for anyone. It's amazing. It's on. Well, I, it's I, on I iTunes. It's on Google that. Play. It's on uh, Apple. It's on uh, Vimeo, and you could rent it like I did on Vimeo. And, and the book. The book is on Amazon, correct? I mean, but listen, I rented it for yeah. on, on Vimeo for like three ninety nine, and I got my money's worth. I, it's like three. The movie's three hours long. It's great. It's you got great. it for a week. It's great. It's four. It's in four parts, and it's it's incredible. It's 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 really fascinating, and it's 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 something else, and it's shot beautifully. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Thanks, Dirk. We appreciate it. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night going, ah, I was wrong? <laughs> no, That guy's actually, just a drunken um, maniac or something. What, what's interesting is that we actually are going to be part of a seminar on this out in, uh, in Portland in a couple weeks. Right. 
Um, Portland, Maine. All the other people that also are, are Portland, have pieces and parts that, that you've probably heard or read about in Wikipedia. So that's going to be kind of fun. Well, is it hard to get your head out of this project and go on to the next one? And what is the next project? Um, actually, I, I had an idea that, 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 but then Anthony Bourdain kind of hung himself. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, kind of. That's bad. That's really Gallows bad. Gallows. I'm sorry. You were doing I'm so well. I, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Usually it's us that um, fucks up. But, yeah, we're off the rails. But, but the, the point, actually, we think that we, we've got some ideas for, um, some additional information on this, so... Um, yeah, Part five. We, 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 we're, we're working on some more stuff. All right, there's Dirk. He's going to hang Anthony Bourdain on, on, live on the air. Thank you, Dirk. Oh, God. I, I'm I just can't kidding. I'm going to cut that part out. That's Don't worry about it. I'm going to cut that uh, out. I said say worse things all the time. <laughs> Dirk, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for being so gracious and coming on the show. Really appreciate it, man. Oh, no problem at you all. Made, Thank you, you made for a having fa- me. fantastic movie. I love watching it. I'm going to watch it again. It's yeah. it's 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 incredible. Yeah. And actually, the uh, you might want to actually in January when uh, when the uh, uh, forensic linguist book comes out, uh, he would make a great t- guess because he would tell how he came to the conclusion that everybody was telling the truth. Yeah, this is the guy. He's in the movie. Yep. Yeah, I know. Send him over to yeah, us. Skinny ball guy with glasses. I know that guy. He's good. Yeah. 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 I would. I would love to have and him. And it looks on. like Clark Kent. All right. Can I email you about that like later or something? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yep. c- cool, man. Thanks. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks man. Thank you, Dirk. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. Well, Go good. see D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper, The Real Story, which is available on uh, many different uh, platforms. Platforms. Thank you. Oh, did oh, he just hang up? There you go. He, he jumped, jumped out. He, he jumped, jumped out, out of that conversation. <laughs> Never to well, be heard of again. That was good. John, good job, buddy. Yeah, that was fun. You know the first rule of Flight Club? I always do a good job. Jump Club. For the eighth grade education. Well, that how did he get into the army if you only got an eighth grade education? How do you become? Hey, you want to become a paratrooper? There's Dirk Rang, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job, man. That's yeah. just fascinating. That was great. Right, actually, not only will he, will he not jump out of a plane, he won't even go on a plane. He won't go to an airport. He's got a symposium <laughs> in Portland. He's got to start it. walking now. He's busy panicking. Listen, I understand the the panic attacks. I don't have them, but where's my brother Mike? Right here. You have panic attacks? Yeah. Really? I think that's what sent me to the hospital the other day. Oh, Christ. Really? No, it was because you, your heart started to hurt. Yeah. And then you panicked. Oh, right. God. That's not a panic attack. Well, it's kind of part and that's, parcel. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stress going on at work, and then I eat a bunch of cheese and, you know. Hobarty right over the edge. I ate like a half a block of Monterey Jack at work today yeah. with Triscuits, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to go straight it's to not the a bad combo. The doctor told me my cholesterol was I will off the tell charts. you this, Mike. Believe me, um, you know. I've had heart pains all the time, and I just don't go to the hospital, and everything seems to be going fine. <laughs> oh, no, it turned out to be the, the most expensive fart ever. <laughs> $900. Mike, uh, <laughs> are you still uh, eating bacon and drinking Pepsi for breakfast? No, I gave up Pepsi. I'm back to, I'm to Coke. <laughs> <You're back> to- <laughs> <laughs> you drink soda at breakfast? No, not at breakfast anymore. I try to cut no, back on that. But you lost all your teeth. No, I got new ones. Yeah. I had Pepsi in my baby bottle. <laughs> Do you have implants? <laughs> I love implants. I do, but that's not just because of the Pepsi. That's because I fell on my face when I was a kid. In this driveway back here, but uh, Mario, take a cue from Mike, who I really want to hear from, and who hasn't said a word in like an hour. <laughs> I've been quiet. 
You have, you have, you have. You did a good job. Everyone did a good job of being quiet. He said, Pat, Pat didn't say a goddamn word the whole interview, for God's sakes. I got a couple of questions. Tommy out. was aggravated. He couldn't get his hard hitting TRN questions in. He was doing an expose on his own. I'm I think we did good. Listen, fascinated. We're, we're a bunch of idiots in a bar. True. We talked to the guy for an hour, and we did a good job. I had a million more questions. Yeah. Hey. Pat's the guy got to do to get a bourbon and soda around here. I don't know. Uh, but, back to uh, Bourbon Streets. I wish I was ready for it. You got it? Yeah. All right. We'll be back after these words from our sponsor. D.B. Cooper. Radio Note. D.B. Cooper's. D.B. Cooper ties. Who is D.B. Cooper? He's Dan Cooper. Uh, W.B. Mason. Sorry. Right. There is no. You're ready, buddy. We'll be back after this. Live from the Broad Radio Note. Thank you very much, Dirk. Good job. Yeah. I love this stuff. I could talk about that guy all day. Live from the Barrage Radio Nope. Thank you. Drink some of that beer, for God's sakes, man. Drink it. Can energy change from one kind to <laughs> another? Yes, energy can change from one kind to another. For example, water power can be changed into mechanical energy and from that into electrical energy. Would you like to see how it happens? Let's take a quick trip to the Grand Coulee Dam. They've got a lot of water at the Grand Coulee Dam. They use a lot of water at the Grand Coulee Dam. They need a lot of water at the Grand Coulee Dam to turn a lot of turbines at the Grand Coulee Dam. They change water power. The turbines are a humming. Change water power. Power 
keeps it coming. Change water power, the great generators make electric current at the Grand Coulee Dam. The turbines at the Grand Coulee Dam uh -huh. is turning generators at the Grand Coulee Dam yeah. and turning water power at the Grand Coulee Dam into electric currents at the Grand Coulee Dam. They change water power, the turbines are a humming. Change water power, power keeps it coming. Change water power, the great generators make electric current at the Grand Coulee Dam. They turn mechanical energy. Greensboro disaster. They're at, sampling rate was off. They're out of tune. And, uh, yeah, the sampling rate the was off. The synthesizer doesn't isn't in tune with yeah, Eddie Van Halen. One was yeah, well, one was set to forty eight. I typed in Van Halen out of tune, and Van Halen Greensboro disaster. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, Greensboro. <laughs> exactly. You'd think it was a road accident. What? I saw them at Nassau Coliseum, and it was so out of phase. It was just the worst thing ever. They're idiots. They're, they're David Lee Roth's waving around a gigantic red flag for no reason. It's confetti. How can we not sample it right? I mean, it happens to everybody. I don't need to break their balls. Already something's wrong. Dave and I just looked at each other like, what the fuck? So now here's where Wolfgang should be like, all right, let me just go up a half step. I can't do it. It's awful. Go ahead, Pat. Ooh. Every, everyone in the band is looking at their guitar like, what's happening? Greensboro disaster. I saw Greensboro disaster open up for uh, Gang Green.
Come back to the news. Absolutely. All right. Let's do uh, the news with Tommy Rockstar. There's no Ryan here tonight. There's no game. My brother Mike Hulan's here. Yeah. He's in town. Mike, how long are you in town for? Till Tuesday. Tuesday. Till Tuesdays. Love that band. Up next. Till Tuesday. So we're. uh, I'm going to see you at the party on Sunday, right? Yep. You know about that, huh? <laughs> I was I was told you. Yeah. Uh, it's my mom's birthday. Nice. Do you know how old our mom's gonna be? Mike? 
I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you with the music. Do you know how old our moms get it? <laughs> Need time to think. No, I heard you. He's doing math. I don't know. Uh, seven, I don't know. I'm thinking. 70. All right, listen. 71? Dad's going to be 80 December 6th. I'm thinking she's 73. Your dad and I have a birthday 10 days apart. My dad will, I'm sure it'll inform him of that. He'll be very excited. He's like, oh, your gay friend Tommy? Oh, cool. Very. But I'd make her like 75 then or something. Wow. I don't know. All I know is our dad's like six or seven years older than mom, right? Nice. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your dad's my age. He didn't get married until he was like 36 mirrors on the ceiling. Smart (laughs) man. He's some kind of creep, for God's sake. He's still alive. Still kicking around. Thank you. God bless him. And uh, God bless you. Live from the garage here on Radio Nope. Good, and you? Good, you. God bless you. I'm on a plane is the best. (laughs) DB. (laughs) Freaking song selection. (laughs) (laughs) There was tears coming down. I was waiting. That was a slow burn. I thought it was lounge First of all, all right. Is, I hope Dark's tuned out by then because I watched the whole movie. That guy's completely full of shit. What? Uh oh. Yeah, right, anyway. oh, it's not. It was a great movie. He's still listening. It is a great movie. I don't mean it. It is a great movie. You know what happened to D.V. Cooper? He died on a top of a tree, and he's dead. I don't know, man. The evidence <laughs> is uh, pretty uh, conclusive. Yeah, I think it's you know, false flag, man. No, I I believe that it could be. I I also believe that. People like uh, Carl or Charlie or whatever you want to call it, Charlie Drunks. Brown, Carly, kind of see what they want to see and also bend the narrative to their own story. Maybe a little, but they in your mind, that, yeah. Every well, documentary's got to buy. Listen, the, the, the more you, I'll tell you something about being friends, Tommy Rockstar. Yeah, and I'm not friends with you, <laughs> but being friends, the the longer you're friends, the the more you tend to believe the bullshit. Maybe or less. I don't I'm know. just there's a lot of evidence, dude. A lot of I evidence. I don't know what I'm talking Clear about. evidence. Pete, what do you say? No, I think you're more attuned to it. You know when someone's bullshit. What a fucking mess. <laughs> Speaking of which. Where is he at? Let's you guys know that. You're Fudd, right. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Last week when I brought that beer over, Fudd pulled me over and he's like, cuz. And he just didn't even say a Fudd word. Fudd pulled you over? Fudd, Fudd's not a cop. Woo! He didn't say a word and he just motioned for me to follow him. So I followed him into the, like, the back of his car and he whips out like a business card. Ugh. And I'm like, what do I want? What am I supposed to do with this? And he's like, this is my logo, cuz. I need you to redesign it from scratch. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I, like a fucking lackey? And he's like, give yes. me th- three different options, and I want you to all colorize it for Here's me. Here's option one. Oh. You could die. You could die. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? You I like sat it? in his garage. It's a pretty scary thing. You like to walk? <laughs> <laughs> What's in the news? You're going to look pretty funny. Eating well, corn in the cob. No. <laughs> Put me in the corn. <laughs> I need a printing job. The little, squirts, the little squirts are on the verge of winning the third, fourth grade championship in soccer tomorrow morning. I'm coaching the little Fantastic. squirts tomorrow. Who are the little squirts? My daughters uh, and her friends. He's like Rodney Dangerfield and Ladybugs. <laughs> we got one game left. It's the championship. She needs shirts if by we, tomorrow? No, no. <laughs> they then let, we get a budget and we get to get our own personalized They let you around children? <laughs> My whole life. Aren't you on the list? On my, my whole freaking life. Overloading. You know, I was thinking this the other day when you guys were making fun of me. Well, tonight <laughs> I've spent I'll be my whole life organizing people and events. It's been my whole life. I'm, I'm quite good at it, mm. by the way. You're quite the organizer. Organize I'll make sure to tell everybody at the wake. <laughs> Sometimes I do it on my own during Listen, my free time. There's a bar I want to go to. Can we go, John? Together? 
There's a reason why we should go together. What's this bar? You're asking me to a bar. I'm in. Yeah. It's, I'm it's Irish. called Nowadays. Can I, no, can no, I tell you I'm a little bit about it? No, it's I'm a real out. bar. <laughs> it's in Ridgewood. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm Let out. me read this little pre-news oh, commercial. No. Why? Nowadays, they're not planning to close its backyard for chillier months, and we'll have its mobile sauna starting in November. Can we just go to Patio Furniture's for happy hour? <laughs> it's located, listen to the story. It's Nowadays. It's located in Ridgewood, Ugh. right? And we'll keep this, its sauna open until 4 a.m. while offering fire pits, mm. space heaters, and a 20-person yurt. Yuck. Come on. Wow. What's your yurt, Pete? We could go, Pete's right? Pete's all over it. My, my yurt's not in fucking Ridgewood. Isn't a yurt where a bunch of guys sit next to each other and yurt each other off? Oh. 20-person yurt? What is a yurt? I want to go to one. It's a tent for assholes. in the round. It's like a round tent. Oh, shut up. And it's heated, and it's got a sauna. Not necessarily. Shall we go? Can you yurt off in it? Can we go, Joe? Where is this? It's a great way to wind up in a dermatologist. Off Seneca. Wait a second. There's a yurt. In, there's a yurt in Ridgewood. I'm good, thanks. And you want to go in? Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere in close quarters with you because you're way to... too touchy feely. And I don't, Ooh. you know, I'm I'm not uh, like homophobic, oh but you shouldn't be touching me Holy without permission. Shit. I had a dream. About I don't like you. to be touched oh. at all. Oh no! Flashback. Come on, don't. I don't want to hear. I was with I don't my hear. wife, I got a and headache. you were in the bed with us for some reason, oh. and you jumped on us naked. You were you were naked, and you jumped, and I'm slapping mm. you. I'm like, what the hell? You get mad at me when I. Come you had a dream about John having a threesome yeah. with you, you and your wife? I just dust? remember that. I blocked that out. I just got that when you were yelling at me. Block this out because, listen. What are you doing in my wife? Don't yell at me for something that's in your own subconscious. What the hell, John? It's not my fault. shit. I will have sex with your wife. And I'm like, you. how dare you yell at me when I come and canoodle you? And you're jumping in my own. So now, now you're you're gonna blame me for the dream. All right, let's go. Mario, I'll go shit You see what he you see what he does? Ready when you are. He's like a manipulative fuck, and he's a jerk like that. He's he's a bad friend. Mario, he's yelling at me about something I have no control of. Mario, let me call nine one one. I will go shreds with you. I'll go shreds with you after the news. You're supposed to be a news guy. What you getting your fucking research? Rockstar's bullshit. For up to the minute, late breaking nationwide news coverage. Turn on your TV. All right, what's in the news? Lots. <laughs> Dave Harrison, asshole. Wow, that's <laughs> uncalled for. It's a little harsh. Fresh bullshit from Mario. All right, Tommy, what's in the news? Every week, Tommy does the news. We don't know what it's going to be. What do you got? <laughs> As the nation was further politically split after a tumultuous midterm election this week. Mm. I, I, wow, that was pretty good. You got that all out. Yeah, one smooth. sentence nice before job. you guys could say a word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some stories are coming. <laughs> Strap in. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> there. Some stories are coming out of the front lines. That are coming out of the front lines are stranger than others. Uh oh. Front line with Tommy Rock. A Nevada brothel owner and reality TV star who died last Brothel. month. We're getting good at this, man. Trying. Uh, after fashioning himself as a, quote, Donald Trump style Republican candidate, mm. w- won a heavily GOP state legislative district He's dead. after his huh. death. Yeah, this is like last week's news. Two no, weeks. this happened Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. No. Yes, the election the, that happened. The Bunny Ranch? The Bunny yeah. Ranch guy, yeah. He yeah, died, but he was dead yeah. like a month ago. No, but here's the thing. The, news, the won. news is he won. He won. From, beyond the, from beyond the grave. Yes. Why wouldn't he, he when won. He pays his prostitutes weekly. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to go through months and months of litigation. Because <laughs> he's stolen. <laughs> 
Good job, sir. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis Hoff oh. defeated Democrat Lisa Romanoff to, on Tuesday <laughs> in the race for Nevada's 36th Assembly District, wow. which includes rural <laughs> communities and large stretches. Who's in third place? Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Air Force Amy. Large stretches of desert in the southern part of the state. Large <laughs> stretch marks of desert. Hoff was found dead on October 16th after a weekend of parties, uh, partying with celebrities on his 72nd wow. birthday. Blow job over those. Blow. Officials are still determining the cause of death. Officials. He was found in a yurt. Coming and going. <laughs> Another tragic yurt related. Jerry, yeah. Jerry's all around us, man. But they don't suspect foul play. Bacterial. Uh, Hoff owned a handful of brothels in Nevada, the only state that allows them. The only state that allows them legally. <laughs> Hoff was found dead at his Love Ranch brothel about an hour outside of Vegas. Yeah, coming and going. His a ranch. Well, so everything's a ranch. Out there. Well, you know, yeah. Sex ranch. Is there anything less sexy than like? Banging on a ranch. Yeah. Apparently, sex, sex Ranch is my favorite Murphy's Law EP. That's my favorite <laughs> Spinal Tap song. There you go. <laughs> Apparently, his body was discovered. <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> on a sex ranch, ranch woman. Apparently, his body was discovered by porn actor Ron Jeremy. Uh, of course. Uh, of course. Foul <laughs> play. I mean, you know, why not? It's not and, the first time. And Sheriff <laughs> Ron Jeremy. <laughs> He's a fixer. <laughs> and a prostitute at the brothel. A hua. Hoff had spent the four previous days partying with notables of the sex industry Notable. and the political world. <laughs> the, bro- the brothel where his body was found. <laughs> I, I can't believe they found the owner of a brothel in a brothel. The brothel where his body was found was also the same one that where NBA player Lamar Odom was found unconscious in 2015. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, man, take it easy, man. Lamar Odom. Yeah, he's getting his shit together. He got a bad rap. Yeah. As the candidate yeah. is... Kardashian, to tough, tough I do the same thing. Yeah. He was yeah. friends with the... That was a great article you sent me, Pete. About oh, the Darius Miles? Oh, Darius. Yeah, it was cool. This was yeah. great. Darius Rucker, what? They used the to... Death th- Ranch. Lamar Odom used to... The Clippers circa 02 was fucking nuts. As the candidate is deceased, Nevada law dictates that the county officials will appoint a Republican to take his seat. The famed brothel owner also starred in the HBO adult reality series Cat House and wrote a book called The Art of the Pimp, akin to Trump's Art of the Deal. Neither of which were written by the person who was supposed to write. Iceberg fat. Uh, Hoff ran for office in 2016 (laughs) as a libertarian but lost. This year, he ran as a Republican and earned back the Trump association. <laughs> he loses the Libertarian. You know what? I'll be a Republican. They're like, we'll have you. Right. <laughs> Earning uh, the backing from Trump associate Roger Stone and tax oh, cut of a- activist Grover Why Norquist. Wow, he's still alive? Yeah. Nevada's 36th Assembly District has uh, long been a Republican-held seat. Mm-hmm. The sprawling Assembly District that touches both California and Utah inclu- and includes the Nevada National Security Site where n- nuclear weapons were this once tested. This is the tested. best thing ever now. The President of the United States is going, well, counting all the votes is fraud. Give Just it up. count all the votes. He said give it up. <laughs> Just count. Listen. What is, let, the, it go. The, one, let it go. <laughs> one simple rule. I don't care who wins. Count all the votes. Let it go. No, no. Count all the votes is fraud. Is a woman in Arizona suing to not have the mail-in votes count? If if my if I'm a mail-in vote person, I want my vote counted. That's enough. That's enough. I'll <laughs> freak out, man. Count every vote and shut the fuck up, this idiot. Ne- this next story is across the pond. Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. Actress Tilda. I'm kill myself. Actress Tilda Swinton is in the news again. After word has surfaced that the sultry star has made uh, her dogs the stars of her operatic new music video. Mm-hmm. The Oscar-winning actress, best known for legendary films as The Beach, 
Grand Budapest Hotel, and we need to talk about Kevin. Snowpiercer. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Now available over there <laughs> on New Line VHS everywhere. Get in the blockbuster. <laughs> Has turned her hand into directing an unconventional music video. The music video, recently leaked to TRNN, shows Miss Swinton's four artisanal Springer Swing Spaniels time. running around to the sound Span of you. <laughs> <laughs> artisanal? Art- yeah. That's what it says. <laughs> running around to uh, one of says. Handel's <laughs> operatic masterpieces, Romo Iachi from the f- opera Flavia. Romo Arigato. <laughs> Radiohead. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the perplexed pooches. <laughs> the perplexed pooches. No one's better than Sally. Are filmed in slow motion and then comically sped up as they are obediently... <laughs> S- seen swimming in a beach. Is there any other speeding up besides comically? Then told to fetch Swinton. funny. Then Things told are faster. Like Stooges, Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> then told to, to fetch Swinton's balls and uh, play fight in the video. Oh, killed the Swinton there. <laughs> <laughs> Which was sent... <laughs> Sent some animal rights activists into a tizzy. TRNN attempted to... Undisclosed location somewhere outside of London, England, eh? (laughs) (laughs) TRNN attempted to reach out to Miss Swinton, but could not find the macho maven. You can't find her. She's off the the grid. grid. Don't bother dialing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. On ending this chapter of your life. Can Tilda have heard this? Um... Calling her on the air. Uh, good new. Good new. <laughs> hey, how you doing? It's the actress Tilda Swinton there. Hello, Tilda. Oh, it's so nice to speak with you. I, I, I've been reading about you and all these new projects. It's very exciting. Thank you for calling in. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's going on? Well, I mean, where do I begin, really? <laughs> I mean, it is 2018. Right. And, baby, it is the fall of Tilda Swinton. Oh. <laughs> Are you uh, depressed about the latest uh, developments in uh, Brexit, the world, politics? <laughs> no. <question>. No. <laughs> Not at all. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't affect me one bit. <laughs> I, one iota. I have a house. I Hopefully that have a rent boy. I have a boyfriend. Right. I have a couple other people in my life that make me very, very happy. Makes sense. <laughs> what about these dogs? You Let's feeling what dogs. I'm feeling, John? I I am feeling what you're feeling, Tilda, and I always do. I as soon even the like fake Tilda Swintron. I want to be her friend, their friend. Yeah, that's right. Get your pronouns straight, John. <laughs> yeah, it's 2018. I'm doing my best. Just, uh, the, yeah, I know. I know, buddy. I get hate. I get hate. So, listen. Email from a transsexual mm-hmm. site. Really did. Really. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that's your first. Maybe that's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely like my not number one. But go ahead. Sorry, uh, Tilda. How are you? And uh, thank you for calling in. I'm great. Are you kidding me? I'm the star of Suspiria <laughs> right now out there. Suspiria. In town? Yeah. The genitals? Yeah. Let's hear about these dogs, Tilda. <laughs> Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> Let the man work, for God's sakes. <laughs> Tommy, I will, I will get to you in a minute. I got... Uh, the, the, 
I I don't even know where to begin with the laundry list of grievances that I have to cash in. <laughs> First off, go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Please. Go ahead. Well, I mean, first off, I, I could not be reached for comment. I, I, take, I take great umbrage with Dan. Well, we tried. Because why? No, we tried. We tried. I couldn't find you. Pat takes umbrage. Let me just hold on one second here. Okay? I'm, I'm going to look at my call log for all my incoming calls over the past four days there. All right. Willem Dafoe, Idris Elba. Selena Gomez, <laughs> Adam Driver, there. Yeah, he's that like guy? a young. You, you see that guy on a screen. He's like uh, De Niro in Mean Streets. There. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. But you're in. You are in. You're in. Uh, let's see who else here. All right, uh, Adam Driver. That life sub number five. Right. That life sub number three. Sub. Mm. And yet, I don't see. Let, let me just scroll down a little bit. It was uh, news news of this video that that uh, wmagazine.com is referred to video of the year. That, that <laughs> the news of that got out around Tuesday. W and I magazine. Know you were in some you were in some emotional tailspin. Who me? That, I, oh, Tommy! Right. No, not you. I'm oh. talking to Tommy right now, <laughs> John. If you could pot everybody down except for uh, you and Ryan, I, I would appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this video was leaked to excuse us. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I was excuse looking me. at a funny text. I was looking at a funny text. Oh yeah, from David from, Bowie from who? David Bowie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I figured. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen the, Have you seen the Queen movie? And were you sorry you weren't asked to play uh, Freddie Mercury or David Bowie, who was not in the movie? I, I I did not I did not get an offer for for the Queen movie, and quite frankly, I'm fine with it. Right, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, now my second grievance is uh, that I that what you got you got a world renowned auteur on the phone here, and yet I'm second banana to Dennis Hoff, owner <laughs> of the <laughs> the Bunny Ranch, the no, Funny the Bunny love, Ranch, the Love there. Ranch, the Love Ranch. That guy was. That guy was a friend to the pigs. <laughs> wow. he, was, he was a rat. He was no good. Rest in piss is what I have to say. That's right. <laughs> guy was a yeah. regular piece of shit. I couldn't lead with your story, Tilda. I had to go second. So what do you want to know about this About this, this video? I mean, I, I, first off, I mean, yes, of course, world-renowned masterpiece. Right. No question about that there. Every time. Uh yeah, Vulture.com called it delightful. <laughs> Wait a second. Can we go back to W Magazine, which is like, what is it, JFK Jr.'s magazine from like was it? 20 years ago? Is that still around? W Magazine. W Magazine.com. <laughs> they, they, they called it the video, the music video of the year. <laughs> w Magazine. A big JFK Jr. dressed as George Washington in the first issue or something. That was shit. George. <laughs> George. Oh. That was George. Yeah. What, what's W then? What am I thinking? It's like it's women's women. weekly. Right? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, you're thinking of George. Uh, Tilda, what's up with the dogs in the video? George. Apparently, like a lot of animal rights activists were saying George? that you were kind of abusing the animals to, to act in a certain oh. way for the video. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I mean that that couldn't be that couldn't be further from the truth. There, I love, 
I love my four dogs. <laughs> I love my. Are you going to name them? I, the, <laughs> Do you have a Bichon Freeze? Adam Driver. You got a Chow Chow? I, I, my, my, I mean, if you want me to, <laughs> if you want me to name them, I, I can, I can. Uh, I mean, so there's Neville. <laughs> right, there's Neville. There's, there's, there's Waffles. <laughs> He's the feisty one. Cute. There's puddles. <laughs> John just spit his and pen. and there's ruffles. <laughs> and those are my those are my four lovely dogs. How could I be abusing my dog? I I, I put it to you. First off, Never you don't know ruffle. anything about me. Right. And no, listen, so, I'm not you know. I don't know why the hostile hmm? tone. I'm not accusing you of anything, uh, ma'am. I, you know. Take it easy. Oh no, I'm not talking to you, John. I'm putting it out to the to the to the activists out there. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Do good. I, I got the forum right now. Right. Will you? you have, will you, you work? Have an Oscar-nominated actress on your phone. Listen, will, I understand that. So I, I I I I'm not intimidated though. So what was That's the, fine. Will you I work? I kind of like that in a man. Right. Well, hey, but let's talk off the air. Or will you work with Woody Allen again? Or ever. <laughs> I don't know if you've worked with him before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've never worked with Woody Allen. I can almost, <laughs> That's I, not the I point. Can almost assure you. <laughs> so the, it says here that this is your first foray into directing uh, a foray. music video. Foray. Like this, so. foray. What, what was that like for directing this? Well, it, was, it came naturally to me, just like acting and modeling and laying in a glass box. And, and like anything I do in my life, I kill it. It's it's like when Jay Z gets on the mic there and says fifty grand, I'm gonna nail it in the first track. Right, you're a big, you know? <laughs> you're natural. She's a big rap fan. She One hangs take. out with all the the hip hop stars. She's One. she's way hip. I love it. Hey, yeah. I mean, uh, my next music video is gonna be for uh, Brock Hampton. There. <laughs> oh yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's right there. Who's Brock Hampton? <laughs> Deep. Ask Pete. He, he, you know, he loves that insipid blog rap. There. I'll tell you but what. It's I'm, a good check, baby. I mean, I fall of Tilda. <laughs> Anything uh, London Broadway going on? What do you got? What's the next I'm, project? I'm, right now, I'm in. I'm in pre-production for a movie. <laughs> three. Hey. <laughs> Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. <laughs> that's all I can tell you about. You know, that's uh, everything else is, uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, Como ceviche. Uh, D, D, DNA clause there. Right. Do not. Uh, NDA. You're not allowed to talk about it. Non-disclosures. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I, but I, I, I want to reiterate, I've, I never abuse these dogs. I love these dogs. Well, till that. And. I apologize for the misinformation. But you know, it, it's you bring up an interesting point, Tommy. That on the movie set, it, it's I think Tilda's such a consummate um, artist that maybe you want to kill a horse once in a while, like you know, and that's that's just a, a collateral damage of art. I, where, when when and where did I kill a horse? <laughs> I thought it was something you were workshopping on the West End. I think you should. I, I don't think Willem's uh, last text went through because I've been talking to him. and uh, we're, getting, we're killing a horse. Dennis Hoff. Why not? Listen, it's art. 
You got to make sacrifices. <laughs> well, the stage is calling me once again, All boy. Right. All right. I will. Once again. There she goes. We'll be sure to reach out next time. For One love. Quote. One love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Right. Peace and love. Peace There's and love. Tilda Swintron, the, the famous mighty, the mighty. Academy Award nominated actress. Thank you, Tilda. Tommy Tommy's news will be tossed. She'll be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no more letters. No more news. No we'll more. Be tossed. Anything peace after and love. November 9th. I am warning you with peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. Just and, uh, will go be see Tilda. It will be tossed. On Broadway. Um. Enter the thir- 36 chambers. <laughs> Glaciers of ice. <laughs> 25-year anniversary. <laughs> With the kid of what's his name. Oh, my God. All right. Well, just to finish <laughs> They're on the story. TV today. I was like, can't believe we have Tilda Swinter on all the time and nobody listens to the show. And you, and you didn't ask her about Constantine, too. <laughs> <laughs> the Reckoning. Laying in a glass box there. Just to finish the story here, it says, while the purpose of the video is unclear, the flick features the voice of tenor Anthony... What Rodney. are we talking about? This is the video that she just directed. Oh. It said, while the purpose of that video is unclear, the flick... <laughs> Anthony, the one tenor. Uh-oh. Uh, who's calling in now, Tommy? We'll see. Good news. No, no, no. Please, please finish <laughs> the news part of this. Listen, I would love to hear right, just, what else has to be. Stay, stay on the line for the news and be quiet, will you? <laughs> well, according to my uh, reports here, <clears throat> while the purpose of the video is quite unclear, the flick features the voice mm. of... <laughs> <laughs> the flick. <laughs> the flick features the voice of tenor Anthony Romario Constanzo. Oh, he's dead. Ominously groaning over the footage. Now that's it, Italian. And is apparently produced oh. by Philadelphia's <laughs> Glass Handle Opera Project. Glass. So what was what was the point of this video? Till the the public isn't quite sure. Glass Handle. Well, I mean, first off, I would like to remind everybody before I explain Where's the Ryan? purpose of the video that uh, I am an artist. And uh, I own art. Right. So once we're okay, let's get that out of the Nature. way. Now, first, I, I will admit this was kind of a mistake on my part. See, I was I had the video and I'm in the I'm in iMovie editing. And I swear I thought I put the right soundtrack on there for that video. Right. And then it was a preset. It was this damn pre. I, I don't know what this song is. And I, frankly, I don't have time to work this all out. So I just sent it out and said, you know, okay, like, we'll just, whatever it is, we'll, we'll cut the check then. <laughs> Originally, the song was going to be shaken by uh, Eddie Money. Everyone has left the room, by the way. There's no one left. <laughs> just you. Shaken by Eddie Money. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> there she goes. There's actress Tilda Swintron. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> this is uh, actress uh, Tilda Swinton there. <laughs> I'm. Uh, just uh, hanging out in my cabin in an undisclosed location somewhere in outside of London. 
<laughs> England did. Yeah. All right, Tommy. What else? Is uh, this next story is out of Chicago. We at did we morning. start the news already? Yes. <laughs> We're in. Yeah. Incidentally, the story is out of Chicago. <clears throat> Incidentally. Police say a baggage handler told them that he was drunk when he fell asleep. I feel like that one is 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 uh, is deliberate. Uh, you know, subterfuge. Well, it's funny you say that, Matt right. Sweeney. But Trump talked on. <laughs> <laughs> A, uh, a police say a baggage handler told <laughs> you getting mouthy with Matt Sweeney <laughs> by design. Uh, told them that the handler was drunk when he fell asleep mm-hmm. in a cargo hold and accidentally flew from Kansas to Chicago. That's the story of DB Sweeney, by God. <laughs> I mean, a movie. American Airlines says the baggage <laughs> three hours long. got the tattoo. <laughs> American Airlines says the baggage employee. <laughs> <laughs> Made a movie. It's cause man. Made a movie. Uh, <laughs> Ricky's man. Amer- American Airlines says the baggage employee, uh, Ted Cluckler, was a, um, working on American Flight 363 last Saturday when the Boeing 737 left Kansas City International Airport with a handler in a heated and pressurized cargo hold. Chicago spokesman Anthony... That's kind if you're going to do that type of nonsense. It's worth the extra bucks. Anthony Giovanni. Enjoy yourself. Uh, Chicago's police spokesman Anthony Giovanni t- said Cluckler was found when the flight landed. About what out- town is this? Chicago. Everyone's Italian. Uh, Anthony Giovanni uh, was found when the flight landed about an hour later. Chicago. That's like some kind of pun name we don't get. No, yeah, it's I was, not. I was, thinking, I was <laughs> racking my beer out of brain. Like, it's it's CNN it's, World News Headquarters. It's Giovanni. That's how it's spelled. Okay. Giovanni for you. Uh, so, if I may add to the news, please. yes. So, so here's another news story, and and and, and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. I love that Matt Sweeney was in here from Chavez, <laughs> and he made fun of you. Downhill ever <laughs> since. <laughs> Matt Sweeney, he's my boy. Go, go rent Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption today. The spokesman said that the handler <laughs> told police that he was intoxicated today, today, and had fallen asleep. Right. Cluckler's luck improved as no charges were pressed, and then the man was sent back to Kansas City. Uh, American wow. Airlines said he was grateful that the handler wasn't injured, but it's reviewing the incident. Kind of see to hear it come. The guy literally <laughs> fell asleep. I heard they got some crazy little women there, <laughs> and he's yeah. going to get him. So. Cuckler's Luck is my favorite <laughs> Steeler's Wheel song. <laughs> <laughs> she charged for that movie. Cuckler's Luck is like a <laughs> Steely Dan album. Steeler's Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle again. Uh, in the look. The guy literally fell asleep and ended up in Cluckers a wrong fucking luck. state. It's crazy. It's like a New Orleans bar. Did you hear about that new. guy who got shot by his dog, Tommy? No, it was that last week's news. Yes, Ch- uh, Chucky Chestnut. Chucky Chestnut. Here's <laughs> Mario bringing Hold up over. one my funny homage. thing he said in three weeks. I'm driving upstate and I hear Mario mention the name Chucky Chestnut. <laughs> I almost crashed my car into. Don't a tree. encourage him. That's another fourteen hundred. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry that I came over to people. Turn them up. And this is my last story. It's coming oh, out of Milwaukee. He's the, last, he's the last guy in the States to have a GMAC. <laughs> this last story is out of Milwaukee. <clears throat> Whether you take the slogan literally or ironically, no one denies that Miller High Life owns its longtime slogan, the Champagne of Beers. But uh, it, for 2018, the Milwaukee-based Yo, Kev. beer brand is looking to further assert the literal side of that catchphrase. It's champagne Jerry. For the first time ever, Miller High Life will be available <laughs> nationwide in seven... In seven Miller what life? Miller High Life. Hi. <laughs> Miller what life? Miller Hi. Life. Uh, 
It will be available nationwide in 750 milliliter champagne style bottles. Milliliters? Whoa, whoa, slow down oh, there, yeah, yeah. Frenchie. Oh, easy, friend. <laughs> <laughs> For the holidays. Yeah. Oh, oh, the hello, hello, milliliters. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's not the first time Miller has embraced. Are you sure you want to be in the band, Queen? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> My name's Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Tie your mother down. Tie your mother down. Cockney. You're not a puff, are you? Right. Do you know we are the champions? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> know it? I wrote it. Well, it's 1971. I don't think we wrote that. It's like 79. No, I just wrote it. <laughs> oh, did Jim now? My name's Brian May. It was tossed. And I also built the Batcave. Look at my hair. It's nice Michael sitting next to you, John. I can watch you think as you speak. It's amazing. Uh, I'm this, Brian May, guitarist of Queen. It's not. Ah, he's a genius. This is not the first Hello. time. Hello, love. This is my friend, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Deacon, the bass player. <laughs> Thank new, you. He's a new bass player, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Starting right. the day, love. Yeah. Don't you lot give me any fucking guff, right? <laughs> Michael Smart Kane and Keith Richards. It? I went to primary with this dynamite mate. with a laser beam, all that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, says here in the script, you've got eight. I feel very sorry for Dick Van Dyke's rolling his grave. He ain't even dead. <laughs> See, that's the worst Cockney accent I've heard. Cockney clean. <laughs> She's a Cockney clean. Uh, this is not the first time Miller has embraced this packaging. It's <laughs> Embrace this packaging. <laughs> a spokesperson for the brand, Chris Blitz, tells TRN oh, that the shampoo, oh. the shame bottles have made appearances over the last couple of years, but were only available in sales in Milwaukee and Chicago. <laughs> yeah, only yeah. for Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Way, 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 walk it. So Hello, love. Hello, Hello queen. Uh, however, starting <sighs> this month, you can get your hands on the 750 milliliters worth Steve of high Steve walks slowly down the street. Big 10, love. Machine got ready to go. In a fancy yeah. bottle. That's my favorite Clash album. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta go home. Getting your hands on it should be relatively easy. <laughs> Getting your hands on this is oh, relatively God, I easy. Turn off this Clash record. I gotta go home. <laughs> the upmarket bottling will be apparently available in plenty of participating Bottle. grocery stores, liquor stores, and even bars that currently carry Miller Highlight. Keep Freddie Mercury in that liquor. I'll see. He loves it. He's ruining the bottom. A 40 ounce. With a suggested retail price of $3.49. What'd you say? With a suggested That's retail it? price of just three dollars and forty nine cents. What? How much quid? A champagne bottle. <laughs> a suggested retail retail price of what? Three forty nine. Three dollars and forty nine cents. Tommy Rockstar, come on down. <laughs> Hey, did I tell you guys I want to see the prices no. right live, by the way? <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hello, Bob. Oh, it's quite a skinny mic. Sorry. Oh, my God. Did I tell you guys I went to see the prices right live in Westbury like a couple live. weeks ago? That's not the real prices right. Yeah, it's the tour. Were you the did youngest you? person there? Was Drew no. Carey there? <laughs> no, no. He stays in Hollywood, and they send like a like I, another host out. Did you just get really it's stoned? It was sold out, Mario. It was huge. It was sold out. That doesn't mean it's the real thing. So the Trump No, it's the same company. It's the same production company as the TV show, but they just bought it. Tommy Rockstar, get on out. It was great, but very choochy. Did you get called down? No, you had to wait on a huge line to get called down. So we just went to go, like, spectate, you know? Were you taking bets, like, in the crowd? Yes. Like, you and I got everything right. You need to understand something. When you go into The Price is Right, 
or anything like that. You are a arm of this show, and you have to do your best to get you whatever's gotta win going. That jet ski. You you got to win the prices right. You got to go on down. You got to make your yeah. noise. You, you, what do you mean? Eh. I got merch. I got my name on a sticker. It says Tommy mm. on it. Well, we see where your priorities are. No, the line was huge, mm. man. There was all these like Long Island chuches who were like waiting to get called, mm. and the chances of winning are like one in eight hundred. Where was that? At Westbury in the round. So in the round. In the round there. If I lived in Studio City, I would go down there every day. Hey, listen, guys, guys. I'll listen, tell you you're what. a commie plinko. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. They have plinko. Yes, they did. They had plinko. Of course. And they had the wheel. And people, All right, I'd hope. Yeah. I'll make you guys a deal. Okay. They, Sir, uh, yes. Are you interested in game shows or not? They said that they're coming back to Westbury in April, and I will buy you all tickets, and we'll go as a group. How's and that? I'll get us all bottles of Champagne Miller. Who's <laughs> getting thrown out first? Let's do it, guys. Group. The over-under. Mario Sorrow, come on down. Get on out. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Let's go. How much group. is that, Mario? 50 cents. How much is the? Here we have a, a $6,000 stove. How much is it? I have a coupon. <laughs> I guarantee you Mario would, would win because he would fucking get all the prices right. He would. Uh, I know the price of things at the supermarket shelves. So, yeah, like the beans, you know. I yeah. spent get them all wrong. BJ's before I came here. Because Mario just, just walking around. Mario doesn't know the real price of anything. He only knows the price with the coupon. And the- As for the bottles themselves, they are designed to look like upscale 40-ounce bottles with a tapered neck wrapped in gold foil. What are we talking about? Up- upscale, upscale 40 It's gentrification in a bottle. Well, I'm getting there, Mario. The labeling, which utilizes the brand's classic hey, logos, has ref- a refined touch to it. However, unlike real champagne, these will be sealed with a uh, typical bottle Yo, cap Kev. and not a cork. Oh, I'd on. hope so. No, you, you got to keep the bottle cap. All right. According it to makes the sense, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. According to the bottler, <laughs> that's the news. Yeah, cutting the bottle. the bottle. Good job, Tommy. There's Tommy Rockstar's news, everybody. To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons coupon <laughs> shit, listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on Livestream.com. Right, Tommy, good job. Tommy, thank you. Barreling through that time, yes. I thought we did pretty good. Tommy, uh, finally, after 257 shows, has realized that. We're not going to let him talk and just talked over it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fire with fire. Breaking news from the world of politics. John, I need a favor. Uh-oh. No. I need you to turn Mario up. Oh, Tommy, you're like my public advocate. He's up. Mm. All right, good. You've become like the consummate news. I need a favor from you, though. Yes. Tell him to stop talking. Stop talking, Mario. What? Come on. What kind of country do we live in? Is this Russia? Apparently, uh, Mario's got a new game for us tonight. Oh, God. I might not... I might not survive if I play this game. Let's no, go. it's actually quite a good game. Come on, you got to hit Ryan, 20 uh, minutes Ryan to still here. Give me Ryan. I want to hear the Ryan game. Pat's going to strangle all of us. Because Ryan gave me this game to impart <laughs> to all of you. Go to sleep. He's <laughs> a big lover of words. <laughs> and, uh, it's a very simple game. Set it up. Is there a song, or should I just tell you what the game is? Let's move on. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I have a song for you. Here's the Mario right. game, everybody. I'm going to give you a word. It's time. For, see, he asked for a song and he talks over it. It's like the Ryan oh. game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. All right, Mario. Let's move on with you're the taking game. over the very Mario game. game. It's a very simple Explain game. Explain it gonna, quickly, please. I'm give Quick. you a word, and you're going to have three choices, and you have to pick the correct definition. If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't, you get no points. Tommy, you keeping score? Pat's going to kill us all. Yeah. Get it wrong. All right. all right. Pick the definition. That's the word. Over there. It's a vocabulary game? Yeah. All right, I'm in. All right. 
Country Anyone just screams is, it out? No, no. I'm going to give you three choices. You've got to give me yeah, the right but answer. But first Howard one to Klein. get it gets it? Or? No. After I give you all three, you, you tell me which one you pick. Oh, it's one-on-one. On one. What okay. are you talking about? Okay, I'm gonna, everybody's going to go. Yeah, we're getting directed. The word is snurge. Snurge. S-N-U-R-G-E. Anyone can yell it out? No, you don't no. have to yell it out. You're Wait until I give you snurge? all three choices. Do I have to write it down? No, just listen. All right. Ted Nugent's nicknames. It's snurge. <laughs> it's, when you sneeze, it's when you sneeze on the back the of someone's head. Very Intensity, intensities. A very excitable monkey. In, is that what snurge is? Is snurge, that's A. You would pick snurge if you think it is the skin located mm. under your fingernails. Mm. It's a group of something. Or you would pick snurge if you think it is the shy, to shy away from certain types of work. Mm. A, B, or C. Hey, quit snurging over there. Go get All coffee. Right. Hey, just snurging. You make yourself useful. A, B, or C. Look, can we get rid of the fucking snurge? <laughs> I got nothing. Who brought the snurge? I am going to pass. <laughs> and your fingernails. Time out. You I'm can't pass. the fucking right. snurge is? I, I can pass. I'm going to pick whatever Pat picks. That's my chance. Pat, what do you think? The skin under your fingernails to shy away from work. Or an excitable monkey. Or an excitable <laughs> monkey. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a monkey who's not excitable for... Yeah. I'm going to go with whatever the third one was. <laughs> I can't find it. I don't know what I happened. suck at this game. You would never disregard Brian in this manner. <laughs> I'm going to go with B, Mario. <laughs> doesn't like work. Mario go... doesn't like work. What is B? Tell me what it's is Mario's B. Monkey. The fingernails, the monkey, or the work? No, the go... work was B. I'm going work. fingernails. Work, work. Why don't you work a zoo? No, the work was bump. C. C, work was the last one there. Yeah. I'm just saying my, my brother Mike. you two have work. Okay. I thought a snurge was when you sneezed and shit your pants. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's not now, what uh, choices. You have <laughs> Mike Houlihan on the other side of the trivia contest. It's not yeah. outside of the line. Turning the tables on yeah. me. I'll go with C as well to Team whatever to work. Lazy work, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Can I go with my brother? Or change my answer. I think we're all going work. Everybody's going work. Yeah. Ah, wait a second. I want to. All right, fine. <laughs> Someone's got to yeah. do whatever right. you want. Well, let's see. Good and you. Shy away from uh, let's see. <laughs> skin under your fingernails is called wick flaw. All right, good. And a very excitable. It's <laughs> my monkey favorite Lord of the Rings a, a wow wow. Oh, so we all want. So work. To shy away from wow. work. Yeah, as you all do. It's a, is a surge. Who got that good, right? You all did. Good, you. Yeah, we all did it. Yeah. We I all got it. I only have like yeah. three questions, so you guys got to play for points here. That's fine. Three right? questions. The first one's torture. This is in, in it to it. win it. You got to get this one. Yeah. That's all you have, Maris. Three questions, <laughs> and we're all in a dead tie. Oh, <laughs> well, now we have two. So this Great is job. Yeah. Snotter, snotter, S N O T T E R. He just went to the S in the dictionary. Hello, snotter. You're right, snotter. <laughs> Say something outrageous. Oh, what a fucking rotter. To mother under your breath. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty old man. You filthy soap. You dirty son. I need more on the mutner. You dirty old man. <laughs> is it somebody who? What a fucking rot! <laughs> <laughs> is it somebody who mothers under his breath and shuffles their feet? Is it a waterproof Shuffle. shirt? Shirt made from walr walrus intestines? Who wrote? Who writes this? Or they have a job. The red part of a turkey's head. Mm. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go C. Just tell me, is the turkey's I don't know what A, B, or C is. I the third the one, the turkey's head. Worst game show. The turkey's head. You have the turkey's head, a uh, walrus intestine shirt, or somebody who mothers and shuffles their feet. Tommy's like, give me, just give me the turkey's head sliced thin. <laughs> Number three. 
I'll take a number three with bacon. <laughs> Make it what? three. I want heat it up. Let me see it. You don't have to heat it up. Is All that right. the? Once again, gentlemen, you have to take tell it me. To I don't need to toast it. Is it the turkey's head? The toast the guy rope, who man. mutters and shuffles his feet. Right. I will. I will shit. answer. I believe. I go with Tommy Rockstar. I believe a snuttle is a turkey's uh, red gobbler. Even though I think it's it's called a gobbler, but I, I I'll go with Tommy. Why not? Right, two red. I two live turkeys. In, I'm ride or die with Tom. Turkey. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with walrus shirt. shirt. Walrus intestine shirt. I'm going with the shuffle. I'm butters. going a with the shuffle. I was going with the shuffle. Yeah, the shuffle. Two shuffle. Tommy, yeah. can you make turkey. us all uh, 500 intestine break. shirts by tomorrow? You got it. Yes, I'm gonna take tomorrow. walrus shirt. Mike. Mike, Walrus Mike shirt. this was a throwaway for the Birdman. Oh, it's the, it it's is the, the turkey's head. Yeah, I thought that's I gave not that for you. Let's call, who else got that right? It's called a crest Me. or a comb. Tom, yeah, right? it's, it's called moving yeah. the game along. Comb or a crest, correct. <laughs> it's called a snotter. It's called my car's here. S-N-O-T-T-E-R. Hey, <laughs> snotter. The guy who butters is a... Are there turkeys oh, in England? Withy-wathy. They're not. <laughs> the, fir- the first so English we can... Look at a snotter on that one. Look at that. There's a wild turkey well, running around the streets of London. Everyone shit their pants. Like a hurling ball. And if somebody said you look good in that Kamal Yaka, they would be talking about your shirt made out of a walrus intestine. Walrus intestine. Walrus. All right. Here's the last this one. Is it. I oh, got two, Eskimo? two people have two points. The rest of you have one. Here we go. The la- I'll make Exciting it. game. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to kill time. Nah, you don't. It's time to go off the air. <laughs> good, you? I have ever told you I want this <laughs> show to secretly fail. <laughs> good, you? I'm going with A. The word is... It's crap. Coco Polo. K O K O P O L O Coca Polo. The word is Coca Polo. K O P O L O Hello. Copolo. And now it's time for Reverend Text It from Leland. Mario, you're in charge of the game. Where am I? What is the question? Coca Polo. Is it? It's Copololo. Copololo. You say you're not pronouncing it wrong? If that's the way that would be a shocker. It, Coco Polo. Spell it. K O K O P O L O. We're talking about uh, practice. Is man. it? <laughs> is it the sound that's co- constantly emitted by someone's voice? <laughs> Chad in the chat box saying, "I can't take it." <laughs> that could be co- three of us. That could be. They Coca got Polo. off of Paul O'Neill's cock. We <laughs> got onto Jeter's cock. A Scottish religious student who fails to become a minister. Paul O'Neill's cock. <laughs> or a fabled dragonfly who seduces young girls by giving them moccasins. Cock. <laughs> fabled. Play that on loop. Then you got your cock. moccasins. Cock. Cock. You got the Scottish cock. religious cock. students. Cock. All you right? have is. <laughs> eat a fucking bag of dicks for all I care. <laughs> J-O-R. Right, so what's the what's questions that, are one, one, A. Or the sound. I'm going with J O I. Emitted a, a sound emitted by another person. Can we get someone to do the game? Who could read? I'll say the yeah, sound I'm emitted by another person. By the way, he's reading Balder Dash. Yeah, I'm going with C. It's on my computer, John. Shh, don't tell anybody. Don't Give me the questions. Is it Answer. a sound emitted by a person? Is it a fabled dragonfly who seduces young girls by giving them moccasins? <sighs> or is it a Scottish <laughs> religious student who has? Who fails to become a minister? Cock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sound the person admits. <laughs> I don't know, man. Marcus I go with Pat. I go with Pat. What Whatever he said. Marcus. I'm at. I think Marcus we're. Is. Yeah. No, I'm going to the priest. See. You like the priest? I go Mike? with sound. The sound. Cock. The sound admitted by <laughs> an obnoxious person such yes. as myself. Okay. 
Tommy, what'd you go with? That's what I said, the sound. <laughs> Sorry. The sound. Oops. Everybody's chosen? Yes. All right. It is... Cox. <laughs> Cockapolo. Right. The Cockapolo is... It is a fabled dragonfly. I this knew it. Ira Gillespie is a bag of dicks for all I care. Who got, who got that right? Pat and... John, did you go with Pat? No, I didn't. No. Somebody went with Pat. Somebody, 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 so no one said it. So, no. so now three people nobody are tied with timeout. Said I said I go. Yeah, that's it, it then. Yeah, you got it. That's the dragonfly yeah. seduces the young ladies. Yeah, okay, blow me, man. All right, so okay. we're in a three-way tie. Me, Pat, and John. And no, no. no more questions. You got my questions. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> now he's got no more questions? Yeah. No, I have one more safety question. Point total, man. Okay. Uh, Scores one to one to one to one to one to one. <laughs> no. No, time out. John I has three. God. That's right. John won. No, John has two. Wrong. John has three. three. We only asked three questions, and he got that one wrong, so how could he have it right? I didn't get it wrong. I went with right. Pat. He went with Pat. I said whatever Pat says, I'm in. And did he get All right, two? so we're over. Uh, John has what three points. What kind of scorekeeper are you? What's going on? Oh, now it's the scorekeeper. John has three, Pat has two, I have two, and everyone else has one. Well, I will take no, a toast to that. I have at least two. You know... Thank you, Jeremy. I got the first two. I congratulate you all. All right, everyone wins. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Mario. Wow. Thank you, Mike Houlihan. Thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate yeah, it. for having me on the show. Uh, thank you for not talking Great over game. me like Mario does every oh, week. Oh, no problem. Constantly. Anytime. It's very nice of you. And thank you, Pat. And thank you, Pete. Thank you, man. And uh, I don't know. So hard to say nothing. Let's get the hell out of here. Good job. At least, Mario, you know, you did a good job. Uh, you tried. Thank I, you. I am fully prepared. Always. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love you, Jeremy. Name that box. Keep oh, on the great job. All right. So uh, I have nothing lined up, and uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe. Probably see not. See Stuck a pin. Let's In take the week off. I, I, I've had it. It's Veterans Day. Veterans Day? Monday. Thank you for your service. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Dirk. We'll see you. Go jump out of a plane and kiss my ass.
stands. So she suffers under the weight of my plane. You know, it's my heart. When I scratch my body in the shape of a plane. song for you, pet. Gucci can't, and you don't stop. Gucci can't, and you don't stop. 
stick around for a music on with music off the music of a queen, apparently. Thank you. Let me clear my 